I can almost hear the Boomtown Rats playing. Tell me why I don't like Mondays. I like Mondays because it's chock full of the start of the week, even though technically the first day of the week was yesterday. We had a great uh, encore with Kevin Jenkins. If you missed that, check it out, robertscabbell.com. We got a lot of homeopathy to do today on the air. Hope you don't mind. I think you're going to dig it. My friend Kate Birch is back. And she's got a number of books we'll be talking about. And one of the things, homeoprophylaxis is on tap here as well. We've got the Autism Health uh, uh, Symposium coming up in uh, San Antonio. And there's going to be some homeoprophylaxis available there. So Kate Birch is scheduled. We got questions of the day on homeopathy. We got the homeopathic hit of the day that is going to relate to what you're sitting on. Let me just say that. <laughs> Kim Murphy joins us. Uh, we talked about the plant-based beginners boot camp. And if you guys want to get get cranked up in how to live more plant-based, we've got some info today to get you started. And then Kevin, Kevin and Heather Henning joining us from the American Association of Drugless Practitioners, Remarkable U Wellness, and Trinity School of Natural Health. You guys ready? Share the show, robertscottbell.com slash listen. There's a chat room there. Say hi. Let us know where you're watching or listening from, and we'll uh, get this healing party started right about now. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Now, the voice of health, freedom, and liberty. Here's Robert Scott Bell. All right, who's ready to rock the health world with me, RSB and Super D and a cascade of wonderful guests today on the Robert Scott Bell Show. We're getting it uh, cranked up here on the 22nd of January, 2024, first airing of this live and then later in podcast form everywhere except where we're banned. Yeah, a few places we're not. You can still hear us. I know why they're, they're so afraid of homeopathy, right? It's amazing that that humble little medicine that can harm no one in reality is something that uh, upsets those uh, that have an agenda of poisoning you back to health, poisoning you for profit. Uh, that's not what we do here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, shout out to everybody that's joining us. If you attended uh, the on Friday, we had uh, elite uh, performance discussion. You know, we're talking about fitness, something I, I really do enjoy. And I love uh, engaging in high level fitness because well, I've always had an athletic tendency going back to my childhood years, always active, yet always struggling with ailments and illnesses, particularly respiratory stuff. And, you know, I'm going to get into that with this opening story on the relationship between mercury toxicity and allergies. And that was, you know, again, poster boy for every allergy known to man. That was me. But again, quick shout out to those that joined us for the uh, webinar free. In fact, I think Super Don may have sent out a follow up if you missed it. Uh, we did an hour-long discussion on fitness, and we even had a professional golfer, PGA uh, champion as well, uh, Keith Clearwater, and his uh, his utilization of the formulation to facilitate extended and prolonged yet safe nitric oxide production at the vascular level, and at the same time counteracting the free radical rise of peroxynitrite and all the benefits that I've seen in my life and my health. In fact, this morning uh, was the uh, challenge of the week, uh, which is the... You, normally, it's one thing. You take one of the nine rounds that I that you do, and you go all out, all in. And I, I did win again last week. Again, not to brag, 
super Don thinks I'm bragging, but it's like, when I look back at my history of not being well about being chronically ill, even as a young person who tried to achieve things in athletics, uh, at 57, almost 58, I'm like, dude, if I can do it, what can you do? This is so cool. This is so awesome. So today was the, the max out challenge where every round is full on. You count the reps all the way through. And I think I'm like, it's like 1783, if I remember, uh, almost 1800 reps total through the, those nine rounds. And uh, apparently the uh, the trainer today, Kelsey, said, I think you're in the lead because the one lady in round seven, she didn't really do it right. And she counted a million more than she did. But I, look, it's OK. I don't mind. But just knowing that I'm still maintaining my health and fitness despite the years of having to overcome chronic, debilitating, toxicological burdens in my body. And that's where, again, we start the Robert Scott Bell Show today, robertscottbell.com slash listen. If you're on the website, please chime in in the chat room, say hi and where you're listening or watching from. If you're on various other chat rooms and social media, please do as well. Say hello. And those of you on Rumble, Super Don will monitor the Rumble feed. And those of you on Q Streaming, shout out. You're watching on your TV. How cool is that? We have a whole channel, Q Streaming, dedicated to the Robert Scott Bell Show. And there's, I think it's Q Streaming 1 or is it rsbshow1.qstreaming? I can't remember. Super Don has that. He can show you if you guys want to tap into that because many of you are, in fact, you know, you, you go on the television to get entertainment, maybe education, channel 2495, RSB show one, the number one, dot or you can scan what's up on the screen right now and you can get for like $59.99 a month, every channel on the planet just about, and even pay-per-view stuff that you would have to pay extra for, it's included. Super Don can tell me he watched some kind of uh, uh, UFC thing if that worked again. It's amazing what they're providing through Q Streaming plus the Robert Scott Bell Show channel, uh, 2495 if you will, check that out. Uh, so on to my history. And the first order of business is the article that's in the show notes. And this comes from news-medical.net. It's News Medical Life Sciences. And it's a story about the associations between mercury exposure and allergic diseases in children. And you can actually link on that and download the PDF copy to review it. And researchers assessed associations between mercury levels in urine and allergic diseases in children. Now, not everything is coming out in the urine. A lot of it is indicative that you have a burden the body is trying to deal with to get out of the body. So just because you see it in the urine doesn't mean it's all getting out. A lot of it's still stuck in. It's just indicative probably of a burden that you're carrying. How and why? Well, if you were born when I was born, uh, you were exposed environmentally to a lot of uh, heavy metal toxins, a lot of pollutants that were not being addressed, assessed appropriately by the so-called government agencies like EPA that Turns out, talk to Bobby Kennedy about this, they are captured agencies like our FDA, and they actually enable polluters to continue polluting. Now, it's not just external pollutions to air, but it's about influx of mercury via, for instance, vaccination. And uh, the mercury that they use as a preservative agent, thimerosal, which even as they, they claim to have removed thimerosal from vaccines, it's not removed from all. And in fact, most of them have some trace elements of mercury still in it because the uh, components of the vaccine are preserved with that mercury agent. And so at the end, if you don't add extra thimerosal as a preservative agent, they can't, they claim it's like thimerosal free, which is not true, even if it may be less. But at what level is there safe mercury to inject into the body? I would argue there is no safe level of mercury to inject into the body. 
And so the mercury burden also comes from the mercury amalgams that they wrongly call silver fillings. I had four of them. Many of you probably had them and maybe have had them removed safely, hopefully by now. But if not, you're carrying around this mercury anchor and the chronic exposure due to chewing anything creates the vapor. We showed you that over the years as well. And even at parts per million and parts per billion, mercury can have a devastating effect unless it's converted into a homeopathic form. And at that point, can reintroduce it to the, to the body to trigger the body's sometimes cleansing or dumping of it, but to also counteract the symptoms associated that manifest in the presence of residual or burdensome mercury in the body. So this is an important consideration. And considering my history of allergies and my burden with mercury, this just, you know, basically confirms the things that I knew when I first became a homeopath as I was working that at the age of 24, learning about homeopathic medicine for the first time in my life. And my mentor said, you know, your, your liver's toxic. You're filled with heavy metals. We've got to get that stuff out of you in order for you to have normal metabolic or optimal metabolic functioning, cellular functioning. And so my, you know, starting point in homeopathy works with uh, what we call the drainage principle out of France, the French approach, latter years of Hahnemann, if you read a homeopathic love story, you see there were some transitions from his early years in Germany and different things. And for me, I'm not an isolationist necessarily in terms of only homeopathy, because I realize the role of minerals to counteract the metals like selenium, so very important. The role of water, not just as a carrier for homeopathic medicine, but to hydrate, right? All of these things that everything works together, but the missing component, I would argue, in most healing protocols is homeopathy the energetic metabolic interface with the body. Now, there are a, a wide variety of viewpoints on how to do homeopathy. I'm one that embraces all of them as realities, yet I, I don't claim to be an expert in all of the various forms of homeopathy out there. We all have an area where we gravitate towards in our training or perhaps in our clinical practice, but I embrace all homeopaths, even though not all homeopaths embrace me. <laughs> it's okay. I know it's not always equivocal, but the point of learning of homeopathy in the variety of ways from classical prescri prescribing, similimum identification, one remedy at a time, constitutional prescribing, back to, you know, the various forms of uh, complex remedies associated with drainage, chronic debilitating toxicological burdens and systemic or systematic uh, dysfunctions of organs and organ systems. There's a wide variety of ways we can address those things without true suppression like allopathic medicine does, creating more chronicities later on in life. But suffice it to say, even if I were to say I found the similimum in somebody, but they were mercury toxic, would I ignore it because the similum points are something besides mercury? I'm just saying, no, I would go, I would look to the terrain of the body and say, what is in this body that shouldn't be there? And I want to facilitate liver, kidney, you know, lymph, um, spleen, colon, all of these functions that are critical for elimination of toxic poisons and or metabolic waste. But suffice it to say, once again, in this article, it opens up mercury's relationship to allergies. Very real, if you would say correlation, I would say there's almost nothing you can't correlate or connect to the cause if mercury is present in the body. The ability to interact with any tissue and damage it, inflame it, and destroy it. Neurological tissue is big, but any epithelial, endothelial, mucous membrane, nothing does well in the presence of mercury. So undoing that mercury damage is going to be a critical part of recovery. Whether you go to a homeopath that does constitutional prescribing or clinical homeopath or anything in between.
So I open you up to that consideration. And uh, we do have homeopathic hit of the day related to something that uh, impacts vasculature, the veins particularly. Maybe you've heard of something called hemorrhoids. One of the remedies we're going to hit is going to talk about that today. But as I transition into my guest here, which is not much of a transition because this opening topic leads so beautifully into this, it's homeopathy and a real champion for homeopathy. We've had her on before. Her name is Kate Birch. She's got a number of books out there and I wholly recommend them. And I hope that you'll plug into them, including one thing I just kind of mentioned or hinted at homeopathic therapeutics of diseases of the liver and biliary ducts, the amazing liver interfacing nature with spirit. And, uh, you know, her wide variety of, of topics and discussion points on homeopathy, pretty impressive. Also, the Best Family Homeopathy Acute Care Manual. We'll talk about that with a question of the day coming up. Glyphosate-free, an essay on functional nutrition and homeopathic clearing of glyphosate toxicity. Good Lord, she's doing amazing work. And today, in particular, this solution, homeoprophylaxis, the vaccine alternative, a parent's guide to educating your child's immune system, second edition, and I've got this homeopathic prophylaxis, homeoprophylaxis programs we'll be able to share with you right now. Kate Birch is joining us back on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hey, Kate. Hi, Robert. How are you? Staying warm in Minnesota winter? How you doing? Yeah, there's the heat's up. That's the good. heat. You got to crank it up. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. Well, yes. it's so so good to see you. And I understand also, uh, I was a little disappointed to know you, you are so busy, that, and I understand you are, that you can't make it to San Antonio for the Autism Health mm -hmm. Symposium that Tracy's putting on. But you'll have some folks working with homeoprophylaxis to add to what I'll present on homeopathy for autism there. So I'm really thrilled about that. Yeah, that's Free and Healthy Children International. They're going to, a couple of our practitioners are going to be presenting, or not presenting, but they'll have be an exhibitor. Yep. They'll be supporting. And again, I'll be sending folks that way in addition to what I'll, I'll lecture on. So I'm glad to know that they're there. Just sorry, I won't be able to see you. But I understand with as busy as you are, why you can't make it. So I'm not going to complain too much, but I'm glad you're on the show today because we have a lot to talk about anytime on this subject. On Friday, I covered a story, uh, Super Don, you, you brought it back out. It was about uh, homeoprophylaxis. Weirdly enough, a New York midwife who gave kids homeopathic pellets instead of vaccines was fined $300,000 for falsifying records. Now, the dilemma here is that she's working within a system that does not acknowledge the things we acknowledge, the superiority, mm -hmm. the safety of homeoprophylaxis instead of vaccination. Whether someone does vaccination or not, my kids have never been vaccinated. All we've done is homeoprophylaxis as I feel needed, but we'll talk about that as well. Mm -hmm. But we as a country, have abandoned homeopathy and adopted the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism, allopathic medicine as a religion in violation of, I believe, the First Amendment. And we need to bring homeopathy back, Kate. And I don't think you disagree with me there. I totally agree 100 percent. Yep. And I've, as you've been speaking, I've got a few touch points I want to uh, just go on. One is, um, you know, Yes, the vaccines have mercury, like you say, but the vaccines skew the immune system and they also disable discharge pathways, mm -hmm. particularly the hepatitis B vaccine. And so is it that mercury is causing the allergies or is it the mercury and the combination with the skewing of the immune system of the vaccines and the failure of the discharge pathways? And then you add in glyphosate, mm -hmm. which also messes up the enzymatic function of the body, then... Um, You've got like a whole you know, ball of wax to untangle there. And then the other is, I know you have the, um, the liver book. So, you know, I was trained by homeopaths who were like, oh, those French, they, were, right. they don't know what they're oh. doing, you know. And, yes. um, I've I, encountered that. 
Yeah, I snuck down to the local, you know, present moment store that sold homeopathic books, and they had a bunch of books on drainage. And uh, one of the books is half of that book. So that book is written, um, the original rewrite of the first book, it was written by a French homeopath in the 30s, and it's all drainage. And then the other half is kind of like cribs notes, it's woven in, like putting it in modern language, if there's any errors that were, you know, mistyped because it was translated by Indian man, you know, there's a long story. So there's two books in one. And that if people like you need a sort of basic understanding of herbology, at least to grasp the book and certainly a homeopath, it will excel your practice. And yeah, absolutely. And, and I wish Kate that, you know, the idea of can't we just all get along, right? There's so many schisms on this planet. Everybody's got to fight with one another. Why mm -hmm. do homeopaths have to fight with homeopaths? Isn't that weird? It's we got to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And so that's why I'm glad to have you on and, and the, the breadth of your knowledge and what you're sharing in your book form and other lectures and other things is so refreshing and wonderful. And I'm appreciative of you and all that you're doing. We also have your website linked up at least one of them, hip health, H I P P health.com. And it goes through a lot of the things that are available to you. And you know what we're going to talk a little bit more about is homeoprophylaxis today. And uh, you know, I find it fascinating the, the the clash right now, as evidenced by that you know midwife, if you will, that got charged uh, with a crime. Yeah, let's, right? let's like I I read through that. There's a few things on that. She's not charged with using homeopathic remedies. She's not charged with using homeoprophylaxis. Uh, She's charged with uploading falsifying vaccine records, records on yes. the system in New York. Yes. And that's what her charge is. There is no law that she's broken by using homeopathic yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's an important distinction, but it also goes to the heart of the dilemma right now. Our government doesn't acknowledge often the utilization of this in place of vaccination or at all, uh, as we would argue, the only safe way if you want to do some kind of preventive or prophylactic approach that doesn't harm the body by doing so, like the damage that the vaccines bring, even if they can arguably elicit an antibody response to weaken and, dis and destroy or de cause great dysfunction in the immune system, of what advantage is it to have an antibody when your immune system doesn't work anymore? Right. Well, and that's actually where there's a bit of a departure as we have continued to work with homeoprophylaxis. And I'm saying we, I'm speaking on behalf of Free and Healthy Children International. That's freeandhealthychildren.com as the website, because we did coronavirus research and then we also did research on our childhood program. But we call it immune system education, because if you really understand what the trend of infectious disease was through humanity, is actually the way our immune systems respond to infectious disease, it activates an evolutionary pathway in the individual. So when it comes to childhood infectious diseases, that each one of the diseases in the homeoprophylaxis program or each one of the diseases that are normal childhood infectious diseases are actually intended to activate certain parts of that child's survival survival in the environment, process towards individuation, healthy um, you know, brain function, all these things. And that book you have, the All Homeoprophylaxis Programs, it goes through and it lists disease by disease, you know, in each program, what the positive benefit of the disease is. And given the vaccine paradigm, oh, we've eradicated all diseases, like, oh my goodness, you have a bunch of a whole generation of people that cannot look after themselves because they don't have 
that survival mechanism that the immune system responds to infectious disease would capitulate, if you could say, and then yeah, the sure. benefit of that. Kate, yeah. I, I love that you bring that up because that's never discussed. Really, almost if, almost I could say never. I say never say always, never say never. But when, mm-hmm. you, when do you hear a discussion of the positive benefits of these childhood so-called diseases or infections? The development of liver health, uh, for instance, with measles or other things, that is not discussed. It's only we've got to stop this at all costs. In the meantime, we've destroyed the uh, adaptive immune system. You know, the ability mm-hmm. to interact with the world around us that starts initially by the innate immunity that's is transferred via the mother's milk, the colostrum, etc. And then as we develop and grow and mature, our interface with the outside world, which a lot of is the outside world is coming through the mucous membranes of the entire GI tract, exactly. which is where we traditionally deliver homeopathy because it's interfacing and honoring the normal way we interact with the world. And that the intestinal lining is the whole, the immune system starts there or the nasal and throat as well. Mm -hmm. So, and also given today with like the glyphosate, this is where, you know, everybody's got leaky gut, their intestinal linings are not working properly. And there's things like going into the body. There isn't a surface or substrate or a barrier, that barrier is needed to have an inside and an outside. And how can I get rid of this? And Or how can I uh, process it? Yeah. Well, exactly. And the glyphosate punching holes in the gut, displacing glycine. We've talked about various strategies. One of my, you know, primary goals in helping people get well has been gut health. And of course that rolls through the liver as well. But my dis- disastrous di- digestive system in my young life up until I was a young adult was just I couldn't eat anything without horrible symptoms, always met with an allopathic suppressant drug. So Mm -hmm. a couple of intense years of working with the clinical homeopathic branch, you know, drainage therapies, I was able to overcome much of the toxicity and the the debilitating inflammation to restore integrity to the lining of the gut where I can even accept the, the probiotic colonies that are there for our benefit instead of the viewpoint of allopathic medicine, kill them all, let God sort them out. I mean, that's just insane, but that's how they live. Well, so that brings me to, so we started with our childhood program and then after coronavirus and all of our research there, I was like, oh my goodness, like what is happening with the health of humanity and um, the amount of antibiotics that are given. So we actually developed a, a biome HP program, which helps to develop a healthy relationship with the healthy bacteria. So streptococcal and staphylococcal, those are lacto-fermenting bacteria. And then to displace the other ones like C. diff or candida or other. And you'll notice that polio is listed there first. Polio historically actually came to humanity when we became agrarian. And what polio does through its natural, you know, fecal oral route through the birth canal. Yep, it um, it helps to close down those tight junctions. So all those people that have done everything to try to ju- digest wheat, not until you actually have polio, its effect on zonulin, which regulates the tight junctions. So we open the biome program with that nozode, and and then you get that substrate. And then we want to help build the healthy one and dispel the um, pathogenic bacteria with that program. 
Mm -hmm. Now, remember, if we go back to polio, a lot of the polio symptoms they call paralysis neurological uh, effectively were connected to uh, pesticide exposure, heavy metal exposure, et cetera. And a lot of these things damage, like mercury, the epithelial lining, the, the mucous membranes everywhere, much like mm -hmm. glyphosate on steroids now, if we see that. And, uh, you know, going back to my history, I think it was before the era of widespread use of glyphosate. But then again, when did they actually do it versus when they tell us they did it? So there's a lot of relationships there that I think are, are very. Uh, yeah, and, and that's like in the 50s, the polio epidemic, not only was it the pesticides, but it was also the GMO wheat. So you had Wonder Bread going around oh, and God. everybody eating that and then the pesticides and the combination. So one of, at least glyphosate, it interferes with uh, the creation of trypsin, which is the enzyme that's needed to cleave wheat or gluten, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have that enzyme, then you can't digest it, and then it develops into celiac and so on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, these are considerations because the seat of the immune system is primarily the gut, even though it's not exclusive to that, but it's a big-time place where if we don't have that initial seeding through vaginal birth even, right? Cesarean right. section sets Actually, the Actually, the second remedy on there is uh, Gardnerella vaginosis. So mm -hmm. it's like the healthy bacteria that a woman would have that would then begin to coat, you know, the like as the baby swallowing coming out that way. Yeah. And then if you give antibiotics at birth, you know, it just kind of, those kids never really develop quite well. Exactly. Now, there's also use of uh, what we call homeoprophylaxis in a, a wide variety of other areas that you've expanded into, including uh, healthy sexuality and pre-procreation preparation, right? We're seeing mm -hmm. such devastating impacts on fertility, both male and female. And this has been going on for uh, many decades now with a great acceleration in the time of synthetic mRNA injections uh, post-COVID or during the COVID craziness we've been through. So talk to me about some of the developments there in terms of uh, sexuality and reproductivity. Yeah. And well, we can look at the outcomes of, you know, it really sort of started happening in the 80s with the MMR vaccine because it has mumps in there. And mumps as a normal disease is going to stay in the glands, the mm -hmm. parotid gland, right? And yeah. then in sort of weaker systems, or particularly if it's injected in vaccines because you don't get the immune response, it will metastasize to the gonad. And so it's, if it's given in children, it's given before the gonads start to differentiate or before sexual maturity. What we began to see with the infertility is by the time the 80s children were having children, like at the end of early 2000s, or trying to, the infertility rates were going up, right? And it has just uh, continued there. So um, that's sort of the base of it. But beyond that or before that, we have thousands of years of human evolution in relationship to sexually transmitted disease. And this falls in the realm of homeopathic miasms. So Sora is, you know, scabies, but the second psychosis is gonorrhea. And gonorrhea, the purpose of gonorrhea is to really orient oneself to a healthy sexual relationship with your partner not going into hypersexuality, multiple partners, you know, all the things that go with um, that behavior or something that comes along. We can say that actually gonorrhea is the most successful bacteria ever because it doesn't kill the host and makes the host hypersexual so that they'll transmit it onto everybody else. It does have in its disease form 
the effect on epigenetics. So you get endometriosis, you get infertility, you get um, all kinds of heavy bleeding, you get um, these things that are showing up in the woman's, uh, you know, um, endocrine system. Mm -hmm. And when we start to clear that, when you give metarinum, which is the nozode, you can clear out generations of the effect of the psychotic miasm, if you could say. So that's one of the remedies in the healthy sexuality one. The next main infectious disease is syphilis that's affected humanity for uh, thousands of years, but more particularly um, after the explorers left Europe and came to, it was the curse of the sun gods because they brought smallpox with them. And then the sun gods gave them syphilis and they went back and all the sailors were in the whorehouses and spread it to you know, the local population, which included the judges and that, and all those wigs that they still wear in the judicial system, they're a result of the effect of syphilis in society. But then if you look at, um, you know, what happened after that time, there's all the music that they had, all the incredible advancements in intellectual thinking. So on the one hand, syphilis will destroy, it's a neurologic permanent neurologic damage, but on the other hand, if taken in potency, it actually helps the acuity of the mind and bring brilliance too. So that is in there. And not only is it helping the parents that take it, but syphilis, because it's one of those transgenerational diseases, it's helping to clear the burden on your offspring so that, um, your offspring have a greater chance of viability and particularly intellectual capacity. Measles is a disease within the syphilitic miasm. So what we're seeing with autism and all this cerebral inflammation, but failure for the neurulation or the uh, myelinization within the brain, this is a syphilitic phenomenon. So if we were to give syphilinum, it would actually reduce the effect of MMR vaccine, but we don't want to give that vaccine anyways. But You follow what I'm saying? So there's like this compounding effect. um, And what we're seeing now is multi-generational, multi-masmatic dysfunction in humanity that's led to where we are in our state of health and fertility. Yeah, well, it's a mess. And, you know, we talk about the mental uh, aspects of these things, the negative side, the positive side, the homeopathy that can bring that back into line. And everybody has a lineage tracking back to some of these, what we call the miasmic conditions. And it's not typically a self-help scenario. This is where I encourage you to seek out a homeopath or become a homeopath. We need more uh, as we resurge back into medicine that is gentle and loving, yet powerful too, uh, to get us back on course. And that's a big part of, you know, if we talk about the course of homeoprophylaxis, I don't even, you know, Kate, I, I don't look at homeoprophylaxis as something that's critically necessary, although I believe it is in terms of correcting where we've been. That is, mm-hmm. I'm not like my children were not vaccinated. Did I actively go, oh, I better give them the homeoprophylaxis version of everything that was right, 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 the right. vaccine? No, but if there was issues of, of vectors of exposure, I mean, we wanted we went to chicken pox parties and measles parties and now right. people freak out about that because we wanted natural exposure. But to, to get a leg up on, if you will, the communication tools, the sensitivity, I don't see a problem with it because it's not suppression. It's not the same thing as people think that, you know, some have said, argued that, oh, well, homeoprophylaxis is like vaccination. Yeah, it's safer, but it's still not really 
a good thing. Well, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just don't know that it's necessary if we're living right. But how many people are? Well, and, and we really can't don't have exposure to the diseases anymore. So your kids were, you know, 20 years ago. And so what does that mean for us immunologically? And also moms didn't have the disease. So they're not passing those antibodies on to their babies because they never developed them. And so mm-hmm. then the babies are missing that immunological challenge that actually helps, um, you know, just like you did your challenge, your exercise challenge last week, right? Immune system challenges are needed to yeah. activate how can we live. In, and if like COVID, the, the, the mortality in COVID was be based on the ill health of the people and that their immune systems had been so suppressed or comorbidity or so on that not able to mount the healthy immune response and or the immune response mounted was so violent that it took the person out, right? Yeah, so what you're pointing out is very important. We are not getting normal vectors of exposure that help to educate, train us and strengthen us. And so this is where homeoprophylaxis becomes a little bit more critical as opposed to a time when we had the availability to access this and and train our immune systems and strengthen various systems and organs Mm -hmm. that needed it for maturation. Yeah, you'll talk to like old people. It's like, oh, I had a whooping cough. I had mumps. I had measles. And they're still around. Like they're 90, you know. Like it'll be, um, I I won't be alive today when you see the children of today, like how old they're going to be by the time, you know, I, it's a different story. What we've got going on here. Yeah. By the way, uh, Kate Birch is my guest, if you're just joining us, and we have links to her and her books, and uh, we're talking about the homeopophilaxis programs available to you for those that are interested and intrigued, and I think uh, if you're not, you're not paying attention. This is another part of our uh, human experience and reality, and even animals, uh, if we talk about the safety and strength of of, uh, many of these animals, uh, many of them. Uh, that have been domesticated, like our cats and dogs that have been hammered Mm -hmm. with these vaccines generation after Mm -hmm. generation, uh, whether it be cancers manifesting at the site of injection or other things manifesting because of the wrong-headed approach, even though I get the concept, what they were trying to do or what they thought they were doing. But going back to Jenner, the idea of opening up the body, cutting it open and shoving pus or pustule debris from somebody with uh, smallpox or cowpox into the arm and then wondering, I wonder why they're sepsis and we have to remove their arms. That's not the same as homeopathy. I'm just wanting to make a distinction here. Well, actually, let's talk about that a little bit because um, virulation is what it's called. And it actually had been used for thousands of years. But um, And using a little scratch mark, when you're not sick and you're exposed, then you can mount a response. So it comes to susceptibility, right? And certainly the vaccinia, which is that local vaccine response to the smallpox vaccine, not everybody was, which is cowpox, right? Just like you said, um, not everybody was able to produce the healthy immune response. Many people ended up in the chronic and actually one of our famous homeopaths, Mm-hmm. Burnett, he wrote about this and Excellent how he yeah, yeah. A, a fascinating journey. In fact, my mentor had a devastating response to his childhood cowpox vaccine exposure. Mm-hmm. It, it troubled him his whole life until he died, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in his 80s. So this is not something that has a statute of limitations as well. I want to bring that up. If you think, yeah. well, it's been too many years, homeoprophylaxis. Eh. No, no, no. There's no statute of limitations. And you might be dealing with something in your 50s, 60s and 70s that it, you were initially impacted in your in your infancy because of this these programs. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So there's, uh, let's talk just a little bit more. So we do have a program for elders too, because it is common that the immune system will naturally sort of suppress in. Mm -hmm. And then they're more susceptible to flu and pneumonia. And more importantly, the vaccine paradigm has set it so that if, um, if you don't vaccinate with whooping cough, you cannot come and see your grandbaby which is a really backward system because if they've just been vaccinated, they're going to shed onto the grandbaby, right? If the mom gets vaccinated in pregnancy with the whooping cough vaccine, she's given a load of uh, aluminum to the baby, which tips their immune system towards. So they'll be allergic like right out of the gate. And they didn't give the baby, there's no antibodies to be had because the immune system of the mom and the babies are naturally suppressed in pregnancy. So one, so the mom doesn't reject the baby, and two, so when the baby is born, they're not having an inflammatory response to the world, right? Because it's everything is new to them. So the anyways, but we have put the whooping cough at the beginning of the, the elders. One, because their immune systems are collapsing because they are not exposed to the childhood diseases of the grandchildren because there's this separation and isolation and Really, we understand that immunity is a collective phenomenon. So kids should get it all together. It will boost the parents' immune systems if they get the infectious diseases as well. And if the grandparents are present, that actually helps to prevent you know, cancers, um, different other retroviruses from being activated like that. So our HP for elders is really to help keep them within the family fold and um, that their immune system stays stronger longer. Yeah, this is the, the good part of what we call community and, and the disaster that was the, the fear-based monitoring of the germ theory that said we must divide, separate, isolate, hide, not breathe in the presence of anybody or else you'll kill them. You talk about, uh, you know, a corruption of, uh, 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 you know, the spiritual essence of humanity. We must hide from one another because the simple act of breathing will think about the psychosis that they've in, in implanted in our species more recently than ever even though the germ theory has been a big part of that fear-based uh, mm -hmm. allopathic ideology yeah. for a long time yeah and that isolation itself humans if they're isolated they will die they we we we're not i mean this is not a personality thing this is a biologic phenomena and um yeah we, we need to be together Exactly. So if people want to plug in to the, the homeoprophylaxis that you're helping to teach on or maybe access the actual remedies, uh, I know there are a number of practitioners trained in it now. Uh, how best will my audience reach out to you? Right. Or someone, you know? Yep. So all of uh, we have a directory on the website, freeandhealthychildren.org. These are all of our practitioners. They've all been trained well and they're all around the country. We have some internationally and uh, we're going forward with our work. We're in the midst of creating a whole new website, which is going to house database of all the use of the nozodes and then responses generated from the nozodes. So we have more proving information on the nozodes and efficacy and really looking at, like, for instance, if we look at the healthy sexuality one, you know, there is these days like a fair amount of confusion in sexuality. Now, is that a social phenomena or a biologic phenomena based on the estrogens in the system, the suppression of mumps, you know, a few other things that are there. 
So we want to see, um, you know, we don't know who the people who will be taking the program, right? So it's aimed for sexually active people or the beginning of, and it's called healthy sexuality and pre-procreation. So before you want to have a child, you're with a partner and thinking about, you know, yes, we want to, but let's clear out everything. Like I'm a child of the eighties and AIDS came along. It's like, oh, you better go get your STD tests, right? Before you um, do what you do, or maybe you did already. So you better get tested. But um, so we're, this is sort of a preemptive, let's begin to have a healthy relationship with ourselves and our own sexuality before we pre-create procreate and then then our offspring is more viable in that way too so that they will that they're that the whatever is happening on the endocrine level that's led to this failure to differentiate can begin to be remedied yeah exactly and there's a whole host of things that have messed us up it's not to say in history there never been there's never a precedent for people that are confused but never to this degree in, in recorded history, what we're witnessing right. today. This is something yeah. very artificial. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there's, there's, a, there's a new world coming, a new dawn. You know, the Autism Health Summit is, you know, there's, there's certain systems that are capitalizing in on the autism, you know, realm, but there are parents, there are people that want to live in touch with nature, in touch with their humanity, in touch with the evolutionary process of our species and wanting to procreate and have like a new generation of children that actually, you know, will become viable, functional people in, uh, in our society. And that's really where we're going with the homeoprophylaxis. Yeah, yeah, and we're working with chiropractors calling innate intelligence, homeopaths. We say vital force, but there's, uh, you know, uh, there's an intelligence that's far beyond our minds that put all this together. And homeopathy works within that, not mm-hmm. violating it, not suppressing it, mm-hmm. not forcing mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. and that's the distinct difference. And I think uh, the de-evolution of man has been like we got to conquer everything. We got to beat the crap out of, you know, another, it's like, dude, you can uh, look, I'm a pugilist in terms of my kickboxing, but I recognize it for fitness sake, not because I want to harm another human being other than I agree that we have the right of self-defense, right? For Mm self-preservation, but good Mm -hmm. Lord, have we gone off the deep end in what I call an allopathic ideology and everything, you know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're taking the body and looking at it as if we're all in the Pentagon and the department of defense, and we got to kill things before they kill us. That's a disaster. And we're living hundreds of years, centuries of that thinking that we've got to get beyond. Whether you get into the work of cellular biologist Bruce Lipton, we talk about this kind of concept, uh, living in fear, living in fight or flight versus going back into growth and healing. Our bodies know, our cells know, but we, the stupid humans, think we know better and we screw it all up. Um, And that's not to say that none of us have smarts, but the smarts, I would say, come from observing nature and trying to honor it and work with it as opposed to conquer it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to just touch on one remedy that's come up. So I'm in the midst of teaching like a whole extended curriculum on preconception and fertility. And one of the remedies that comes up is called Oncorhinus. I don't know if you know it, but it's made from salmon eggs. And just a little thing, I was like, it's the Chinook salmon that the remedy came from. And the story of the salmon is, you know, on the Pacific Northwest, they've got either the rivers that the salmon go or spawn, and then they go out Mm -hmm. into the ocean, then they come back. 
through, they have to jump up the river, smash against the rocks, escape the bears and the eagles and get to the spawning grounds, their home grounds and lay their eggs. And this, this is part of that life cycle. I've used the remedy for infertility and several times very within the next cycle, they're conceiving. Like it's these people that are trying to conceive that the salmon's whole entire journey is about this spawning moment and then they die, right? So as I'm looking for images, and I got the right image, but I kept coming across, oh, now what they do is they take the female, they cut their belly open, get all the eggs to fall out in a little dish, then they get the male salmon, and they just squeeze the spawn out and, you know, let that vat, and that is our in vitro fertilization of all the salmon we eat in our sushi. Like, you know, what humans, like, what? <laughs> What are we doing to the planet here, right? And that salmon, if you have that sushi salmon, it will dissolve, you know, if it's not well, you know, it's all the farm-raised salmon. And that's just one little piece of mm. how disconnected and how nature has these, like, how would it bring fertility in a human, right? It's a salmon, but how would it, so that, and we're, you know, you know, well, the energetics yeah, yeah. Of, of overcoming every obstacle that you can throw at it, uh, mm -hmm. it shows a lot of reason why it would be indicated for men and women, I believe, who are dealing with infertility at much higher rates than ever before at younger and younger mm -hmm. ages. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's uh, uh, if we can't replace the species, I mean, we're dying out very rapidly right now with uh, the post-COVID injection uh, su died suddenly scenario. More and more, we're seeing young people dying of what the heck mm -hmm. is going on here. Now, mm -hmm. we have been on a stage of, uh, let's say, chronic degenerative diseases for a long time even before covid but th this is like putting it to the next level what i see the experimentation on the human genome altering through synthetic mrna injection technology and this is unlike any other vaccine as we've described vaccines prior because we have dealt with vaccinosis regularly successfully as homeopaths for generations now now the next step is like how do we interact with the corruption of the human genome via this direct injection of synthetic mRNA? That's part of the discussion that's ongoing that I'm working on. And I know you have some insights there as well as we're all trying to respond and get ahead mm -hmm. of this thing. Well, you know, that's my, all my energy is going into the homeoprophylaxis. It's like, you can only help so many. And what we have to do is help the viable. And that's the, you know, somebody else can work with that. I mean, I do treat some vaccine damage of the coronavirus. It, it weaves its way into the genetics, alters immune system function, affects sterility, affects the pituitary regulation of the endocrine system. Um, you know, affect, we, I just, anyways, it's, it's not my chapter anymore. I'm, no, I I'm marching on. Yeah, yeah. no. And, and it's an important distinction too, because there are people that have in, it's, it's like a self-induced, almost suicidal behavior that happened. The people mm -hmm. said, you know what? I'm going to get this thing, even though it had been tested on very few and the, the, the short duration. And again, all of the propaganda through fear led people to go down a road that was, you know, a salmon would never do this. <laughs> but a human would, right? I, it's like, I'm not saying I don't like humans. I do. But sometimes we're pretty darn stupid uh, when it comes to things like this. Well, one thing I would add to, so we did a full repertorization of the coronavirus nozzle, and as we're entering it into the repertory, which is the, you know, the, the catalog of homeopathic symptoms, right, and helps us find remedies, is um, we noticed that there were a lot of similarities with the rubrics 
or that there was a remedy plutonium nitricum in many of the same rubrics. And plutonium nitricum is a you know result of World War II and the neutron bombs that they blew up and then the nuclear technology that started. But I was on the California coast and I had dropped some of the coronavirus remedy in the ocean, just talking to the earth, like, show me, help, you know, I'm giving this to you, take nature, help us out here, right? And um, very shortly, I was standing, it was on the Northern California coast, and I looked out, and I realized it was directly across from Japan, and the effects of Fukushima, there was a homeless man there counting seagulls and fish and stuff, I was like, oh my goodness, that, those uh, Nagasaki and Hiroshima, they affected the entire planet. And that set up the fear wave mm -hmm. that was a shock wave around the planet that we could be annihilated. And it created that fight-flight response just created yeah. a kind of neurosis. And in, in that condition, people can't think for themselves. That's and right, the, yeah. the state of that fear is so, like, I wasn't in the the that time out, but my parents were, and I, in a Vipassana meditation, I was like, what is that feeling in my body? And I tapped back to a Cayman utero, and then my mom, she was in a bomb shelter in London during the Blitz, and that shock in her fear. system yeah. was in me. And I had this until, that was like 2016, I'm like, why am I always like that? You know, so that oh, it's yeah. a multi-generational Shock yes. on the planet. Very and radioactive, and yeah. that radioactive affects the genetic mutations and creates a mad scientist that want to do all yeah. this tinkering with the genes and so on. Yeah, the chromosomal abnormalities manifesting since that timing and accelerate even more. But your your point is that fear was enmeshed on the planet ever more deeply at that yeah. point in time in history, and that it's trans yeah. transgenerational or cross-generational, and we've yeah. got to acknowledge that. So thank you. Kate, do you want to stick around till the top of the hour with the question? I of the do, day? yeah, and yeah. I just want to say thanks, Robert. It's great to just, because our minds are just syncing up right here, and uh, we hope that the people who are listening can begin to get on board. Uh, yeah, look, I'm geeking out on being able to talk about this stuff. I hope y'all are with us. If not, you'll you'll learn more. Dig deeper, go to the website, and uh, we have, of course, uh, freeandhealthychildren.org, correct? Yes, and there, yeah. the people can find our coronavirus research there as well. And okay. um, there it is, yeah. Videos on the side, they can learn about some of the science of it and then um, the, the efficacy of our nozode and so on all right well let's do the question of the day here and then we'll do the homeopathic hit together since it's i don't have a homeopath on every day this will be fun so yeah. uh, the question of the day is coming from beth ann so this is a fun, funny one to me but not really funny because i don't mean to make it difficult for anybody but uh, beth ann said they ordered the boriki materia medica that I utilize more regularly. She went to the Healing Genesis uh, docuseries there, and she says, I can't make heads up about this. Are there any other homeopathic books that list the ailment, that give the remedy, like headache, use this, or sore throat, use this? Um, and yeah, I, I've said to everybody when I do these homeopathic hits, they're simple introductions to get you interested to go deeper. However, going to the Materia Medica might be too much for some people, and I get that. And so, mm -hmm. Kate, let me just ask you, do you have a book that would maybe more simplify? I think you do. There it is. Hold that up and tell everybody. The best family homeopathy acute, what does it say? Acute care manual. Yes, there you go. So, mm -hmm. Beth Ann, you have another option. 
don't throw away that materia medica as you you might be intrigued your kids might get intrigued to go further but thank you kate for having this and making this available for everybody too this one is color coded Mm -hmm. so you can uh, read the sections based on the colors see the little Mm -hmm. colors on the pages yep so in a very short amount of time you can find a remedy and then the remedy says which sections that they're in it's like an algorithm in a book you know Mm -hmm. um so it'll take, you know, 10 years of becoming a homeopath to figure out a remedy versus like 10 minutes. You'll be able to find yeah. it. <laughs> Thank you, Kate, for that. I appreciate yeah. that, Kate Birch. And uh, now she's going to join us for the homeopathic hit of the day. Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right. We're Today, we're going to your bottom, primarily, not exclusively, but hey, where you sit, hemomalus might help. <laughs> Thanks to Nutritional Frontiers, our friends at Trinity School of Natural Health, Foley and PX, for supporting us to be able to do these homeopathic hits. And uh, this hemomalus, uh, you might know of it as witch hazel. Uh, let's go into it. This PDF document is free for download. It's very simple. It's not meant to be comprehensive, just to give you an overview and an intro, right? The remedy often indicated for vein health and hemorrhages, hemorrhoids, etc. cetera. Uh, and uh, if you think about varicose veins and hemorrhoids, you're like, oh, man, I, I wish I had a remedy for that. Well, think about, you know, you've heard of using witch hazel locally and topically. How about as a homeopathic remedy? Now, the origin of hamamelis, as I mentioned, witch hazel derived from the hamamelis virginiana plant. There's a nice, beautiful image of it <laughs> Super Don has made. Makes it look very pleasant. Uh, it's uh, an astringent, as you know, as well. But we use it in a diluted succussion form, the dynamized version, to treat a various venous congestion and hemorrhages, for instance. Again, this is just an introduction. There's always going to be more. Physically, known for treating some of these things, including varicose veins, hemorrhoids, phlebitis, and uh, indicated in cases of hemorrhage where there is passive bleeding and feelings of soreness. Mentally, you might be uncomfortable and irritable having these symptoms as well. So let's look again at these primary uses, vein health, particularly effective managing symptoms of varicose veins and hemorrhoids, including pain and swelling, hemorrhages, uh, bleeding is passive and accompanied by soreness as often as you know, something that can happen with hemorrhoids, and venous congestion. Uh, this is something that is annoying, to say the least, could be you know, dangerous over time if you realize the, the systemic uh, circulatory weaknesses that the, these could indicate. So as we scroll on down, this PDF is available for free download, and you can get the, the video this at our uh, Patreon page as well. Whether you decide to use low potencies more frequently or higher potencies more intensely for systemic or, or really chronic situations, I would urge you to consult with a homeopath if you're going there. Uh, and I'm going to add some uh, complimentary remedies and then I'll bring Kate into this mix. These are just some to consider. Aeschylus hippocastanum used alongside hemomalus often for hemorrhoids and varicose veins. Uh, and Ratanya, this is a like, ooh, an intense one. We get knife-like pain, protrusions of hemorrhoids. Arnica, of course, is injury. You think of that. And there's injury to tissue when you have this. So these are considerations here. Again, it's not a comprehensive thing. These are not what we call constitutionally prescribed, but we're addressing simply without having to resort to an allopathic medicine some of the things that could be helped by homeopathy. Kate, you want to add anything to this? Um, yeah, I just want to add, I've, I've used it recently with a case that's not solved yet, but a young boy who's gone into hemorrhaging from his rectum. And for a fair amount of time, high doses of the hemomalis was helping it. So one of the other practitioners working thought, is it that the hemorrhoid vein somehow got ruptured? Like, why is it this bright, bright blood? 
And um, certainly the astringent quality that you talked about, it seemed like it was just closing down the blood vessels to mm-hmm. stopping the bleeding. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and I've often used for any kind of bleeding, systemically and inflammation, systemically phosphorus. I didn't throw that in there, but just clinically, I've seen good. Yeah, use that was the next there. remedy. And yeah. none of, we haven't really solved this kid's problem sure. and he needs some prayers. Um, but yeah, the phosphorus was also holding for a time and mm-hmm. some so, yeah, random remedies as we well. We got to keep going deeper, right? But the beautiful mm-hmm. thing here is none of the things that Kate's talking about or I'm talking about are going to be toxicologically burdensome to the body. We're not going to inhibit the body's healing in this way. Uh, let's go back to the document here as we wrap up, because I know we've got the Brideon hour coming up in just a uh, minute or so. Um, just remember, self-prescription, if it's easy stuff, minor stuff, no biggie. But if you're dealing with really serious issues, please consult with a healthcare provider, preferably, I'd say, a homeopath if you can find one. And as we wrap up this one, hemomalis, a valuable homeopathic remedy, particularly known for treating these vein health issues, varicosities, including hemorrhoids, and managing that. Again, it's not necessarily the definitive if there are other issues, but my gosh, I'd rather have you go to this than an allopathic suppressive toxic drug any day of the week. So keep tuning into the homeopathic hits. Remember, it's not to replace a doctor if you have or want one, but remember the question. If you are interviewing a doctor, find out how often they have a bowel movement. If they're going less than you, you may not want to hire them because you know what they're full of. (laughs) So thank you for uh, being here, Kate Birch. You are amazing. I appreciate you so much. And I look forward to to having more discussions in ways that very few places can have them. But Mm -hmm. I know that I've been encouraged by folks in their response to these homeopathic hits and these discussions as much as I've been like reluctant simply because I, I don't think people are interested. It's too weird, right? But I got to get over myself when it comes to that stuff mm-hmm. too. Yeah. It's nature. I mean, nature is not weird. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, we've got the websites linked up for Kate and we'll see some of your colleagues at the Autism Health Summit. Uh, and that's uh, February 2nd and 3rd in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, look forward to that and uh, connecting with you anytime, Kate. Okay. Thanks a lot, Robert. Take care. All right. Appreciate you so much as we're wrapping up hour one. Uh, another thing I want to say thanks to, we talk about uh, those that have exposure to those natural uh, infections in childhood. My mom's turning 90 on the 29th of this month. It, Yeah. The, the, the 28th, we're going to have a party. If you're in Atlanta, let me know. We'll, we'll hook you up. Uh, but the 2990, and a big part of it, of course, is removing a lot of the toxicological birds we're all exposed to over time. And a big way to do that is with Folium products, foliumpx.com. Bobri Oren has done an amazing job bringing that. Speaking of radiation, and Kate brought that up, Chernobyl level radiation interface, that was developed, that botanical blend was developed to counteract that and save people's lives at a time where they were going to die. So Folium products, including the Folium Original, Folium Immuno, and Folium Relax, available at foliumpx.com. And if it can help my mom break through and be here and dance at 90, what could it do for you? All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Welcome, everybody, to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Joining us live simulcast with our friends at Brideon.tv. Brideon, thanks to Mike Adams, the Health Ranger, and there's the Health Ranger store. You can support all the free speech happening on Brideon TV as well. We do, and I love that uh, you guys are here with me. I'm on two hours a day, uh, five days a week live, and an additional hour on Sundays at robertscottbell.com, but we love our simulcast in the second hour of Monday's show. Uh, we just did a lot on homeoprophylaxis with Kate Birch. If you missed that, tune in, rewind, replay. Uh, hour two, Kim Murphy. We're going to be talking about plant-based beginners uh, boot camp. You guys want to do better at uh, plant-based living and life? She's going to help us. And then Kevin and Heather Henning from the American Association of Drugless Practitioners and Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. 
coming up and a whole lot more healing that you can shake and dynamize too as a homeopathic remedy because you're here on the Robert Scott Bell Show where I remind you simply that the power to heal is yours. When I do an hour like last hour on homeopathy and homeoprophylaxis, I feel like, you know, we're, we're, we're discussing the future of medicine now. For many of you that have tapped into that, you're, you know, it's the ever present now. Uh, for others, it's more of a process of discovery of like, how, how are we going to regain our senses and our health and our vitality? And, you know, also recognize the difficulty of looking at many that have kind of self-emoliated. Is that a word? You know, it's like you, you light yourself on fire. It's horrible to say it that way, but through fear, many people terminated their ability to procreate and then before they even had a chance to do so. And I'm not giving up on them. And I don't think that was Kate's message as well last hour, but recognizing there's a lot of damage that is quite different and distinct from any other previous kind of vaccine related damage we'd ever encountered as homeopaths that we could counteract and uncover with mRNA injections. But um, this is part of the thing I'm planting a seed for with the long hauler, the long COVID, the long, you know, what's all of that uh, recovery. We're working on a series for you. In addition to this show, like a webinar series that uh, is going to hit all of those things to help provide options and pathways out of this mess for those that, uh, you know, have come to their senses now and are not living in that level of fear. Maybe they're afraid of what they've done. But even that, I would say, please dissipate that. Find your spiritual center and 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 give that to the, 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 the spirit, the Holy Spirit, to God, whatever to help you with, because you don't need to carry the additional burden or even the guilt associated with making a decision out of fear or other for other reasons. Uh, so I'm not going to compound that problem. I'm asking you to just let it go the best of your ability, detach from it and move forward and try to find a way through through God's grace, perhaps, and through the various methods that I revealed to you from time to time here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, methods and options for you, whether it be homeopathic or otherwise. Uh, this hour, plant-based uh, beginner's boot camp. We got Kim Murphy scheduled to join us shortly. And then the bottom of the hour, we're going to do our uh, focus on Trinity School of Natural Health with uh, two amazing uh, people, Kevin and Heather uh, uh, Henning. And uh, we'll talk about uh, drugless approaches. And again, gratitude, much gratitude to Trinity. Also, much gratitude. Last hour, we talked about glyphosate. Uh, Kate was talking about how to counteract. She wrote a whole book on it. And I'll, I'll, I'll say one of the things that you haven't integrated yet. My gosh, get on the phone or get on the web and go to nutritionalfrontiers.com right now and order some NRDMG, either the lozenges or they have it liquid as well, to counteract the glyphosate and all the other things that, that the uh, dimethylglycine can help you with. Uh, and use the code RSB15 to get a 15% discount when you do it. That'll be really important uh, to save a little bit as you're doing this. There's so many good things. And in fact, you know, as I went to the uh, uh, challenge of the week this morning was the uh, max out challenge, every round full on. And boy, it was intense, but I made it through. I, you know, I had my cardio miracle before, and I also did the uh, super creatine formulation. That's very complimentary uh, to the uh, cardio miracle. And man, I, I did, I think I did pretty well other than what I mentioned in the first hour, according to the trainer, there was one person that kind of kicked, but didn't kick. I don't know what's going on. I don't worry about it. I'm just saying, I feel good about my ability to do things physically pushing my body at 57, almost 58 than I could do even at 24 when I first started this journey to genuine health, despite, you know, other challenges I had earlier on trying to be an athlete in the water as a swimmer. 
Uh, so anyway, upcoming events, we mentioned the autism health summit. That's the first thing coming up February 2nd and 3rd. Uh, we're almost there. Uh, we also have, uh, let's see right before that, which is what I'm going to talk to you about January 29th. It begins on my mom's birthday, the plant-based beginners Boot Camp. I'm going to get to that in a moment, but beyond that, if you go to the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com, our website, you'll also see the Trinity health freedom expo. We're doing the virtual version where you will have access to every lecture, every panel discussion that was presented last October and then more. We're going to be doing some live panel discussions that weekend as well. And it's happening the 17th and 18th of February, and you'll have three months to watch everything. It's, a, it's the best deal ever as far as education. And then we're scheduled for two big events in Atlanta, the Functional Medicine Summit and Expo World Wellness Weekend, and that's in Atlanta, March 8th, 9th, and 10th, thanks to our friends, uh, the, the Warners, Drs. Terry and Stu Warner. And then a week after that, March 14th through 17th, 2024, and the Next Steps Conference, next-steps.info. And dude, there's going to be amazing folks joining us there. Some of my best friends in the whole world will be there, including Doc Harmony. She's going to be presenting uh, from Harmony, Cone, and Heal. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And that's uh, coming up uh, in March. Then we have the Be Healthy Utah. We just added this to the list, just confirmed it. The Natural Health and Wellness Conference. And that'll be happening the 19th and 20th of April uh, in Sandy, Utah. Just It's basically Salt Lake Valley. Uh, that's a two-day event. And then you have the RSB Show Family Reunion. Thanks to Leslie and family. And uh, happy birthday, Lacey. Just was a birthday on the farm there. You can see the homestead. And that's the 14th, 15th, and 16th, the same time as the Red Pill Expo. And that will be up in, uh, what is it, Rapid City, South Dakota. So that's just some of what's coming up, and there'll be a lot more happening. And I'm just so grateful that we could be part of any or all of it, or you could show up at one or all of them and uh, share the journey and be empowered and emboldened that you're not alone. You're not alone. Now, subject of food. The most controversial subject ever on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Good Lord, why is it so, oh, people are more attached to the food they eat than the religion that they believe they're a part of. It's amazing, you know? So right now, you paleo carnivores, don't get mad. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy our guest this hour. She's going to be conducting an amazing event that we're a part of promoting the Plant-Based Beginners Boot Camp beginning January 29th. It's a five-day plant-based challenge you guys give it a go and join me in welcoming Kim Murphy to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hey, Kim, how's it going? Hey, how are you doing? Good. Good to see you. So um, do you do you get any blowback from people who are all meat eaters? Because I, I like to say I, I love everybody and I just want people to to find out what's best for their bodies. And, and if they're not sure, I think a boot camp like this might help them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's kind of, you know, behind the whole boot camp is it's just like a dip your toe in, see if it's something you want to try and like, uh, no judgment, you know, not everybody's going to go vegan. And I totally get that. Um, mm -hmm. But can we be more plant centered? Can we get more healthy fruits and vegetables and, you know, grains and beans and legumes and nuts and seeds in our diet? Um, because, you know, it's just it's linked so much to um, health. And mm -hmm. so the more you do, the better. Yeah, exactly. And and as we uh, go on this journey of health, like I've been through a wide variety of quote unquote diets in my lifetime. The first 24 years were pretty much standard American diet, just whatever, fast food, junk food, colorings, additives, preservatives, flavorings, pesticides, you name it. I was a disaster. And then when I started my recovery at the age of 24, I went all organic, primarily vegetarian at the time because I couldn't digest animal protein even if I wanted to. I was so shot. And then over time, I've transitioned between various things, but always with the emphasis on 
clean, right? The idea that none of us has a pesticide deficiency, whether you go plant-based, animal-based, or a combination of that, that's where I'd start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, really focusing on the the clean eating and getting especially all, I mean, there's so many processed foods out in the market these days. And Mm -hmm. even just getting people to eat more real food is such a huge switch. Um, You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, she's just in the beginning of her kind of plant-based journey. And she said the only thing that she cut out of her diet was sugar and dairy. And she's lost 19 pounds and has gotten off half of her like depression medications. And it's just like in just a couple months, you know, just making a shift of getting, getting, you know, exactly eating real food, you know? Isn't it funny though, Kim, how there are many vegetarians and vegans that are eating tons of processed garbage? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why I really like to focus on the whole food aspect of it, because this I'm not going to tell you, teach you how to go out and, you know, buy junk food that's vegan. That's that's not like healthy. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's not real. It's still made in a factory, you know, in a in a plant, you know, you know, factory. And so it's it's really about getting, you know, to nature and eating what, you know, nature gives us. Do you, you obviously had a, a journey to go on to get to this point, and as did I. That's why I, I am so impassioned to share like whatever I've learned and also bring people like you on to teach, you know, everybody uh, you can resonate certain ways in this. But what was your journey to get to, you know, a healthier state and were you challenged like I was with many health uh, problems? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of like you, I've been, I eat all the different diets, um, standard American diet. I did keto. I've done Weight Watchers. I've done South Beach, you know, I've done them all. Um, and, you know, I just struggled with weight, you know, no matter what I did, I would calorie count and exercise like crazy, crazy. And I just couldn't keep the weight down. It just kept creeping up year after year. Um, and I was really starting to have more joint pain and brain fog and just not feeling great. And, um, in 2018, I lost my dad to Alzheimer's and we watched him, you know, just fade away in 10 years. And it was just, I don't wish that on anybody. It's just the worst thing to watch. Um, Mm. And so after we lost him to Alzheimer's, I really kind of dug into the science of like, I don't want any of that. And I'm going to do everything I, my power I can to prevent it. And what I came to was that a lot of the science was pointing towards plant-based diets. Um, and he had heart disease and prostate cancer as well. And the science is there as well that, you know, a plant-centered diet lowers your risk of heart disease, type 2 diabetes, many cancers, um, and Alzheimer's. And so, you know, that's really kind of where I started my journey. And that was, gosh, actually, I was thinking about it today. That's been almost six years ago. And um, so I immediately kind of just jumped in and you know, started trying to learn as much as I could and started eating whole food plant-based. I lost 20 pounds, 17 inches. My brain fog just totally went away, which was really concerning considering I just lost my dad to Alzheimer's. I was like, is this the beginning of the end? Like, am I at age 40 already? Like got symptoms, honestly. And um, so that went away, energy through the roof, slept better, joints started, stopped hurting. Um, And you know, it just felt amazing. And Mm -hmm. so I just felt like, you know, I want to share this, you know, with as many people as possible. I was a teacher um, for 17 years before that. And um, I decided, you know, I need to kind of switch my path. And so I'm still teaching. I'm just teaching online and I'm teaching Mm -hmm. about plant-based health and nutrition. Um, And so that's kind of where it all started. In this five-day boot camp that you got coming up, and it's linked up in the show notes today at robertscabell.com, we have a banner for it as well. 
uh, obviously there are a lot of people that have different conceptions of what it means to be plant-based. And, you know, I try not to be too dogmatic about anything other than cleanliness in terms of what we put in our bodies and then, you know, figure it out. Let your body also guide you as well. But there are a lot of misconceptions that we might agree are wrong about the way people go on plant-based kind of diets. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and that's why I really like to go into a lot of details and science um, and help people understand the best way to do it for them. And there's still variations within that. I mean, it's not like I'm going to tell you exactly what to eat every single day because we are all very different. And so you have to like I can give you some really good general guidelines and then you can make your own choices within those guidelines of what you choose to eat every single day. Um, and so I really bring a lot of science um, and research behind what I'm talking about. Um, but I'm also going to be doing cooking demos to show people, you know, how easy it can be. So not only do you get the information behind it to make sure you're getting all your nutrients, you know, like mm-hmm. calcium, protein, B12, omega-3s, things like that, that a lot of people are concerned about, you know, when they, rightly so, when they go on a plant-based diet. And so I'm going to show you how you can easily, you know, get all of those nutrients um, and, and so much more and, you know, eating the whole plants. And, um, mm. but then, you know, you can't just know it, you got to figure out how to do it. So that's mm. the really, that's why I love this challenge is because it's about taking action, you know, not just hearing information yeah. and going, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. But then doing nothing because then that solves nothing. You know, it doesn't matter yeah. how much, you know, it's what do you do, you know? And so it's really about taking small actions. This is not like, this is not about going plant-based overnight people. Like <laughs> that is, that is a recipe for disaster. Um, So this is about taking small steps. What's like one small thing you can do? Yes, baby steps and learn a a few different recipes and then gradually add on. So I want to bring um, Super John into this mix. My humble and lovable producer, he's doing some amazing development. He went all organic with his wife starting this new year. That was his resolution. And uh, he says he's never eaten so many vegetables in his life. (laughs) And I don't know if he's still alive, but he's looking like I he's like doing you know right. I like him. I, I yeah. mean I do. It's just mm-hmm. you know I I've just been a meat and potatoes guy for so long, mm-hmm. uh, and every once in a while I'd have vegetables and it was kind of like oh those are pretty good. But now <laughs> it's like I now we're doing like a cookie sheet, yeah, you know of roasted root vegetables like every night now. Um, nice. Yeah, I, I do definitely feel the difference. But you yeah, have to do a, like a cookbook. You show me a picture. Can you show this picture of zucchini? Well, this is not home? exactly plant based, but well, it, right. it doesn't it does include vegetables. I made uh, organic yeah. zucchini boats last night. We're welcoming everybody here. Remember, we're not excluding people, <laughs> and we want people to check it out because even if you see, don't if know, I were a vegan and I looked at that, I'd run away screaming. I mean, that's just, uh, <laughs> you know that's. There, there's well, a vegetable somewhere underneath all that meat there. I'll tell, you, I'll yeah. tell you what, if if you were to find a dish like this that would be vegan, the only place I'd go is like the, the giving tree in Phoenix. David, the, the, the chef there, yeah. holy tamale, and no soy, no vegetable oils. I mean, this guy done no GMO. So the ability to do this, again, there are people that know what they're doing that like, I, I can't say I know that that well, but... I would enjoy that. And I realize that not everybody can go all the way in on these things. But I think my sense of this, Kim, your five-day plant-based kind of boot camp, it's going to give people some real tips and practical tools to actually do this as opposed to just know something new. Absolutely. Yeah. This is all about like taking small actions and, you know, just give it like dip your toe in, give it a try, see what you like, you know, and, you know, try a couple different recipes and, you know, try to, you know, get in those meatless Mondays and all those different Mm -hmm. things that you can do just to make those small steps. Yeah. So uh, is there uh, 
you know, a cost to this? It's going to cost everybody a ton of money just to do this? No, it's free. What? Yep. What? It's free. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys, there's no obstacle, folks. This boot camp is free for you. Five day boot camp, and you can uh, look at this. Here it is. And we have it linked up. There's day one. Uh, you know, animal foods. Again, these are controversial because we have people that that are all over the map on diet. For me, it's about clean. So just relax. You don't have to overreact and learn about these things. Each day has a different theme and, and what you can do. And as you integrate more of the plant-based uh, into your life. See, you know what I think is cool is the cooking demos. That is. I mean, really you're cool. like literally going to be showing people how to cook yeah. these, these meals. Live. And, stuff, huh? and they can cook with me. That's the cool thing. It's not recorded. This is all live. So people can wow. talk to me, like chat with me um, and cook along. Like you get the recipes ahead of time. So, so cool. you can be like asking questions like, how do I do this? You know, while we're doing it. And I'm like, I'll tell you. <laughs> so again, you're not restricting people who are not plant-based at this moment. The point is to open up your eyes and ears and hearts and minds and say, hey, is there something that you could benefit by incorporating or integrating the things that have helped you, Kim? I appreciate Absolutely. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's welcoming, right? It's not exclusionary, yes. folks. Absolutely. And I joke about this. And Super Don, you know this. The funniest thing is like you think that politics has the most vitriol or, you know, talking about. Religion oh, listen, I know. I know. Over the years that we've been doing this, right. you, you bring up, uh, you know, uh, a paleo guy and all the vegetarians start rioting in the street. And then you, you, you go the <laughs> other way and all the meat eaters uh, think you've turned communist and don't want to watch the show anymore. You know, and it's like, <laughs> it's so funny, but, but it's funny. Cause last hour, Kate, Kate was on a homeopath like me and we were talking homeopathy and I thought, wow, it's amazing how many wide varieties of views on homeopathy there are. Why, why do we have to hate one another as homeopaths? I'm like, dude, right. Can we can we grow up and be mature and go, you know what? There are ways to get go through life that are distinct and unique, and we can take little bits if we don't embrace it all. Any little bit that you can take on and and be better for it is is a good thing. Absolutely. Yep. I love it. You know, and yeah. plant-based, I think plant-based, I mean, you could say, like, you know, I often think about uh our our friend who's no longer with us. Uh, here on the planet, anyway, uh, Chris Lee? Barr. Oh, Chris Barr, yes. Who right. who uh, would talk about eating uh, and meat being a garnish or a delicacy, if you right? will. Right, you know, meat. where it's mostly vegetables and a little bit of meat. Um, mm -hmm. And I could, I, I I think that's really that's that's the the direction I would have to go. I, don't, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't give it up entirely, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, smaller portions, a lot more vegetables, you know, and, and kind of a meat as a side dish. Mm -hmm. You know, works for me. So, you know, whether you are wanting to go all the way vegan yeah. or vegetarian or you want to do something like that where you're you're, you're making plants uh, as, you know, the main course, this this would this would work for everybody. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because it's it's I, that's where I really prefer the term plant based versus vegan, because they're just yeah. there's connotations that we kind of right. attach to them naturally, you know. And right. so when you think plant based, I think more plant centered, you know, what is the predominant foods in your diet? And like mm -hmm. you said, like if you want to add in some cheese or meat as a garnish and things like that, you know, that's that's totally up to you. And um, I, I just think that it's more inclusion, inclusion based and rather mm -hmm. exclusion, you know, because right. it's not really about. You know, because I mean, you could say vegan and and eat processed foods. You know, and that's right. not exactly. that was the point. Well, it's like organic, right? Like, you yeah, know, I eat yeah. organic. I had organic yeah. Oreos and, and exactly. Doritos yesterday. Right. Hey. Yes, right. you can do that. And, and exactly. not to be insti instigating anything, but more humorous is like, you know, you hear people say, well, I'm plant-based. The cows I eat are all grass-fed. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, if you eat 
cows, please make sure you eat that they eat what they're supposed to, right? If, you know, that's another thing, the infl- inflammatory aspect of, of diet for those animals that eat things that are wrong for them, much less what we and finding out what that is. And this uh, five-day beginner's boot camp sounds like a great place for folks that are like, you know what, I'm trying to find my way here. There's a lot of things that are confusing. Acknowledge that. You're not trying to confuse people. You're trying to reveal to them ways to go that have helped you. And this is the plant-based beginner's boot camp, five-day plant-based challenge for free. Uh, starting on my mom's birthday, my mom's 90th birthday on January 29th through the February 2nd uh, of 2024. And you guys would be enriched and learn a lot from it. And Kim, it's it's really great that you're offering this at that high price of being free. Uh, I'm sure right. there are things that people can do afterwards to help you out and, and, and contribute. But if, if it's just to drive by and go, I want to learn, that's great, too. You don't mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody is welcome. And that's why I call it a beginner boot camp because it's like, we want to be open-minded and learn and just, you know, I'm just going to present the research that I've learned and what's helped me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it can help somebody else. And that's just my goal is I just want to help other people feel as good as I do. And so we can prevent, you know, 90 to 95% of these chronic diseases are lifestyle related, totally preventable. You know, mm-hmm. and so and, and a lot of us, I think we feel like we uh, don't have power over our health or like our family had this. So I'm going to have it. There's nothing I can do. And that's just not mm-hmm. true. That's just not mm-hmm. true. And there's so much power in the food that you eat and it can make a huge difference. Yeah. Now, I got to ask you this. I know it's winter. And I don't even know where you live, but uh, do you have any winter capacity to grow? We have two greenhouses where we normally wouldn't be able to grow. And so we're, we're actually getting some things from our greenhouse through the winter. And in fact, things I grew last summer, like carrots are still in the ground and I can dig them up under the snow and they're great. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm in Texas, so okay. I have pretty good access to, you know, lots of lots of fresh fruits and vegetables around. Um, but you know what, even if you don't like frozen is great too, you know, because you can stock up your, your fridge and freezer or freezer with frozen fruits and vegetables and they're flash frozen at peak ripeness. You're getting a ton of all the nutrients locked in. And so sometimes, you know, depending on the time it takes from, you know, fresh to get to your store, to your house, to your plate, you know, it's lost a lot of the nutrients in that time, but Frozen actually locks it in. So you can stock up. And I, I use frozen fruits and vegetables all the time. Yep. And we freeze dry here as well uh, when we have abundance in the summer. Uh, you know, sometimes I, I would encourage everybody to find out what your neighbors are growing. If they're not, encourage them to do so. And you guys can p- plan and, you know, communities can share. This is an amazing bounty that you don't realize. And it saves so much. You're printing money when you're growing your own food, if you know what I mean. But you're not going to get a visit from the Secret Service or you should. anyway. <laughs> Uh, uh, so Kim, uh, are, are there other things that will be after this event that people could participate in to keep the community support going, what they learn? Yeah, absolutely. I have my plant powered life community. That is um, kind of my signature coaching program. Um, so if somebody wants to continue working with me and on that journey, they're welcome to join. Um, I have, you know, just lots of resources. I wrote my book plant powered, uh, that's available on Amazon. So that is also a resource that people can learn more about eating a plant-based diet. Um, and I've got free resources on my website, simplyplantbasedkitchen.com. So um, there's always a way to find, you know, the information you're looking for. All right, Kent, man. Super Don, did you send out an email blast to everybody in the audience to let them know how they can sign on if they're not on the email list, of course, come to I the did. website. But, I'll yeah. have another one going out probably closer to the event, uh, but okay. we've got the banner in the show notes today at robertscottbill.com. Uh, but okay. yeah, get signed up for the newsletter if you're not, and when uh, you'll be getting an email out shortly. 
All right, and show that uh, banner one more time before we let Kim go. I mean, there's a lot going on here. This is great. Plant-based beginner's boot camp. And uh, making me hungry as I see this avocado with a heart-shaped pit. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, for a free five-day uh, uh, plant-based challenge. Y'all can learn a little bit, learn a lot, whatever you want to do. And did I mention it's free? <laughs> plant-based beginner's boot camp. Thanks to Kim Murphy for bringing that to our attention. I'm glad we're uh, letting folks know about it because... As I said, there are a lot of ways to get well and stay well. And I don't say there's one way for everybody, but I do say the more we are in, engaging in discussion, information exchange, the more we can find things that we didn't know, that we thought we did. And suddenly, whoa, I had no idea. And then, Kim, you're bringing it. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, Kim Murphy. Great work. Great work. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. And Super Don, thanks for blasting it out. And for those who aren't on the email list, it's uh, one that you can do very easily by texting my initials RSB to the number 66866, double six, eight, six, six, and send RSB, my initials there, and immediately it'll be responded to and just enter your email. And that way you, you won't miss a thing. A lot of the special events, the special deals that we have going on, there's plenty going on. So again, thanks again, Kim Murphy, for bringing that to our attention. And by the way, you know, I was, I was chatting with Kim before the show and I said, you know, listen, as the producer of this show, it is my responsibility to make sure that we're covering all of the important topics. Mm -hmm. And plant-based is something we really just have not covered much. Because we're afraid of meat eaters. That's why. Yeah. You know, no, but so I I told Kim that, you know, from time to time, I think it would be good to get her back on since she's mm -hmm. the, the, the plant guru. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and we can kind of revisit this topic. Cause I know we, I don't know if you, I haven't seen him in a while. We remember, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the individual we had in the chat room that used to yell at us, uh, about <laughs> eating meat and Price, about yes. not, not, uh, talking about, vegetarianism veganism was that, enough? was that our uh surfer dude from hawaii guy i can't remember his no? name dude it's been a while well, was that the guy because he would get mad he, at me anytime i didn't promote he gave me a too. complex i mean it was yeah. just kind of like i was so when i saw that when i got advanced notes that this event was coming up i was just yeah. like yay here we go this is for you so right. anyway we'll, we'll hear from kim again Yes, we will. All right. Thanks, Super D. That's awesome. Well, look, we got a lot to do and, uh, you know, a little bit of time to do it in. And that includes uh, our discussion of this. Look what I'm wearing. My Trinity School of Natural Health hoodie for, you know, it's my favorite winter hoodie. And uh, trinityschool.org is a place where you can go for body, mind, spirit, information, education, empowering yourself to help yourself or your community. And how many graduates have I interviewed now that are making a great living helping people? not harming them. Some are hanging their own shingle, working in their own businesses. Others are uh, doing just like working with other doctors, doctors of chiropractic, naturopaths and homeopaths, and even medical doctors. There are medical doctors and nurses going through Trinity school, learning things they didn't learn in medical school. How cool is that? And uh, you, you know about the fact, right? If you're part of this show that there's no such thing as a drug deficiency disease. My guests coming on right now know that very well as well we got it looks like a husband and wife team is it will confirm it kevin and heather henning yeah and uh, american association of drugless practitioners and the remarkable you wellness website as well as their graduates of trinity school of natural health and they're doing amazing work and i'm just honored to have them on the show today to get people more engaged in that education in the year 2024 if you haven't considered starting at trinity maybe these guys will help you heather kevin welcome to the robert scott bell show Hello, thank you. Hi, thank you. 
Hey, good to see you guys. And boy, I, there's so much that you do. I almost don't know how to start with you because there's so much I could talk to you about. <clears throat> True. We were watching your show and we were going through going, well, we're just kind of going to be a wrap up to everything you already talked about because we agreed with everything that you said. And um, that's kind of where our focus is as well. Well, I think when we look at uh, uh, things more holistically, I think of not a whole, but the whole, W-H-O-L, even though we say holistic without the W, but the idea is how do we fill the gaps of the knowledge that we don't have? Uh, many of us didn't know we didn't have knowledge because we kind of lead with ego. And I think I see that in the allopathic medical profession until they've now been humbled because of COVID and all the things they've done. And so more and more people are gravitating toward drugless practicing, Trinity School of Natural Health, et cetera. How did you guys connect with Trinity? So it goes back years. I actually started in allopathic medicine. So I have a degree in that and worked in that for years, multiple facets, um, you know, doctor's offices, hospitals, uh, pharmacies. And I was, you know, on my own journey and having my own, own health issues as, you know, you spoke of you and Kim and before. And it, about 10 years ago, it was kind of a major wake up call because I was actually, I was in my early thirties, sitting down and playing ball with my son in a chair. Like I just didn't have the energy to even get up mm. and pitch a ball to him. Right. And I was like, this is just, this is not normal. Even though they tell you it's normal. Um, it's all in your head. You should be and, dancing at 90 like my mom. Right. Right. So, um, you know, I was, on multiple uh, pharmaceuticals and just wasn't getting the improvement. And then when I go to work, I was also telling people to go do things like that. And then just constantly seeing them back with the same issues. And even that wasn't enough to get us to fully go holistic. Uh, it took till about seven years ago, our middle child, um, actually, he was just born and coming from allopathic medicine. We were uh, still in a different mind frame. And every time he'd go to his wellness checkups, you know, his wellness checkups, he would come home not feeling better. Mm -hmm. And as a mom, we were just kind of watching it and a dad and, and we were saying something's off, something's different. And we'd ask people about it, you know, what, what's different, what's off. And they'd be like, yeah, maybe there's like one or two people that agreed with us. Um, in the meantime, the doctors were telling us he was failure to thrive. And I just felt like there was a different option. There had to be a different option. They weren't listening to us. And so I said, you know what? I just need to find some place to go back to school. And God sent me to Trinity. Hmm. So I don't know how else to explain it. Except That's a beautiful just, way to explain it. I love that. Right. Um, and, you know, no one really told me about them. No one really, like it wasn't put in my life. Except I did a really quick search and, and there you, there Trinity was. And so I started in the program and then I just continued in the program because the things that I learned in school, um, I wasn't, you know, the things that Trinity taught me, I didn't learn in my other education. And I just, it was jaw dropping. I mean, I worked in the cardiac cath lab and wow. they taught me a whole new perspective on cardiovascular system and health. Mm -hmm. And I just said, you know, we did it originally just to help our family. And I said, I just, I can't keep this quiet. This is too yeah. good we have to share with other people. I love that. That's been my journey. It's like, when I figured this out for me, I'm like, I can't keep this a secret. I didn't know any of this. Nobody else seems to know this. Let's tell everybody. And then, of course, you can become a zealot and annoy your friends and family. Uh, the question is, how do you, you know, again, come back and honor the balance of, you know, choice 
although a lot of the choices people are making in ignorance or in fear and, uh, you know, trying to break through that has been a challenge in, you know, over the last few years, we're, we're losing a lot of good people that, you know, otherwise we thought were holistically oriented and the fear drove them to do something that was devastating to their health. Uh, okay. And it's a challenge to us all to help them in the midst of this. Uh, but I don't think that they need more drugs and more shots. If anything, we need to undo the damage caused by those things. Right. Mm -hmm. It's all about respecting where they are, meeting them where they are, including ourselves. I mean, we're still on a journey ourselves. <laughs> Right, right, exactly. And, you know, I, I've, uh, I was raised pharmaceutically and medically. I've raised my children far differently. They've never had a vaccine or an antibiotic. Uh, and it's not to say that there's never a place for those things. But if you don't need them, you don't need them, right? We're better off not needing them is the point. So uh, you got certified uh, natural health professional from Trinity and a board certified holistic health practitioner through the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. You're going all in. You're not going halfway. And now <laughs> are, are people coming to you and consulting with you where you are? Yes. Yes, they are. Um, my That's where I started. And then uh, because of, we're in Pennsylvania, and so a lot of clients, you know, just our friends and family around us, we have a lot of Lyme issues in this area. And so I decided, you know, for other people, it'd be a good idea to do the Lyme specialty through Trinity as well. And as I was going through it, I was like, I think this is my issue. Mm. <laughs> and it was life changing, completely transforming. And so that actually is one of the, you know, as far as consultations, that's one of the biggest things that we see here is underlying pathogens, most of the times related to Lyme, but not always. Mm -hmm. And, and I see uh, Kevin there is doing the fitness thing. That's my thing. I love the fitness routines. And um, I, if you want to be healthy in, in your elder years, you got to keep moving. But if you don't have the basic building blocks in your system and you're loaded with toxins, then it's going to limit you because you'll be so inflamed and in pain that you won't want to even start that journey into fitness. So how does that work with uh, with Heather and her perspectives? Yeah, so uh, my journey is much different than hers. Um, I went to Penn State. She did also, but uh, mine was in kinesiology, so the study of human movement. Um, and I learned from the college and what I thought was important. Um, and then as Heather went through her Trinity classes, I realized that kind of what I learned outside of physiology and like where the muscles insert and where their origins are, like that stuff's kind of, you're gonna get that anywhere, but what actually drives the muscles and their fatigues and everything really comes down to what you're putting in your body. Um, and a lot of people, maybe not, maybe they don't know they're putting in their body, but they're right outside of an electric line and they're getting a lot of EMF exposure that they're not, their body's not handling so well. Mm -hmm. So when they go to work out, they have all this extra stuff that maybe some other people don't have to deal with. Um, or maybe they're in a city with a 5g tower that just got put there and now they're, now their body's super down. And then you ask them to, to do something that you look at their body and you say, well, they should be able to do it but then they, they try to crank out two pushups and they, and they can't do it. Um, so my holistic point of view when it comes to fitness is kind of meeting them kind of like she said, where they're at. Um, and I work with them and it's nice because she sees them first and most of my, she's my main supplier of clients. Um, it's kind of just a side business for me. So mm -hmm. a lot of her clients, she kind of gives me the background of, all right, this is where they're at. Um, kind of just develop the plan so they can feel like they're getting what they want out of it. Um, 
so that's kind of what I do. Mm -hmm. Right. Because a lot of our clients, you know, if they have, if they're battling underlying pathogens, like you talked about before with the rest and digest and fight or flight, if they're trying to battle those things, they don't have the energy to be putting into exercise and they're not going to get the results they want or that they're looking for. And they might not realize what is actually blocking them if we can address that root cause. And then once they're in a place that they can exercise, once they're back in that rest and digest and not that fight or flight, they'll actually have the energy and they'll get results when they start working with him and he'll be able to do um, programs for them that fit their need, their individual, you know, as an individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, individualization, that's the thing that's missing in our Western style mm-hmm. allopathic medicine. You know, it's a one size fits all scenario. It's really disastrous because each of us, you know, have unique needs. We have some things in common. Yeah. I'll acknowledge that. But boy, oh boy, when you get right down to it, everybody coming in may have this exposure that might be similar, but it manifests in their body differently. So how do we correct that? You guys learn in through Trinity, the body, mind, spirit context, uh, you know, something that's far more, I think, efficacious ultimately than suppressing symptoms, which is, you know, what a lot of people, maybe they come to you and they've already figured out, I, I don't, I got a, enough with the suppression. I need to figure out what's really going on. Uh, and by the way, those of you who want to check it out in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com, remarkable you wellness, Y-O-U, remarkableuwellness.com. You can find Heather and Kevin there as well as uh, links to Trinity School of Natural Health if you guys want to go on to health coach or certified natural health professional, anything like that or anything in between. There's so many opportunities to do extraordinary things. And I think about the transition of where this is going. In many years you know, of my life, what I eventually ended up doing and am doing in homeopathy and natural medicine was pretty much looked on and denigrated and looked at it's not real, but wow, the, the value being placed on it now, even from those that have been trained in the allopathic medical world, it's shifting. And if you don't get ahead of that, you're going to be left behind. And I'm talking to you doctors and nurses out there. you got to consider getting outside of your limited training, and many of you are. Look at Trinity. Trinity School can get you up and running already in the things that people are leaving you to go to people <laughs> that are Trinity graduates. You can become one of them, is my point. Mm-hmm. Trinity is amazing. And, you know, we call it the Trinity tribe and it's true. They are family. I mean, I, even though, you know, we're spread all across the United States, but it's one of those things that I feel like they're my closest family and friends, even if I don't see them every day. I just, I, I, I am so grateful that Trinity became part of my life, mm-hmm. our lives. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how, how old are the kids? We have three. We have 15, seven, and four. Wow. And, and let's talk about the teenager right now. I have an 18-year-old and 24 years old, so they're a little older. But um, the idea of raising kids in a holistic family that you can engage and discuss issues like symptoms and you're not mystified by them is like, oh, I don't know. Let's go see the doctor. We're all at a loss. You actually know cause and effect relations. How has that impacted your 15-year-old's view of the world? Because I'm sure most of the friends that he has have no idea about this stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. It's yeah. interesting. It's, it's gotten him in trouble, in trouble a little bit at his public school. Um, but mm-hmm. we raised him to to tell his truth and not not let the school conform his beliefs because mm-hmm. we believe that you you need to live in your truth. And when people try to tell you things, if you don't believe it in your core, mm-hmm. it's probably not your truth. Right. Um, and, and we let him know, you know that. If you had like, it's good to question. It's good to critically think. It's good to get out there and try and figure things out. Don't just hear something and go, oh, okay, that's good. I, I guess that's true. 
you know, go out there and find it out yourself and then weigh your own decision on it. But yeah, it's, it's wonderful because like you said, I was, we both were raised in the, you know, sad diet, the standard American diet. And, you know, the, your reflexes to, you have this issue, you go do that. Like you said, you run to the doctor, you, you know, grab the over the counters uh, to help you. And our choices have become, you know, a little bit different. And it's I just like I'm. you were talking about homeopathy and that's one of our absolute favorites. And so, you know, the kids now they'll have something that they're having a symptom, something, and they'll actually come to us and, you know, us, particularly Arnica, because yes. we have three boys, <laughs> but, you know, they'll have a pain or something and they'll run to us and say, where's the Arnica or the, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's nice to know that they're making lifestyle choices and uh, foundations is where it's at getting Beautiful. their sleep. I, I love this for, for the sake of thinking about tomorrow. You know, there's a lot of doom and gloom out there. I don't like to focus on that, to know that there are families like yours raising kids to be critical thinkers, to stand in their truth and not cower in fear when everybody else is, you know, saying what you're saying is not right. Uh, that's the, one of the greatest gifts a parent or parents can give their kids to raise them in that truth. And I love that. I appreciate that about you guys. And, uh, you know, imagine wake, waking up and going, you know, if I got something, these kids are going to figure out how to get their own remedies. And they're like going to bypass you soon. As, as they you do. Know. <laughs> yep. yep. They do. Sometimes they'll know before me. They're like, yep. I, need, I need this. And I'm like, All right, well, where's mommy keep it? Because I don't know what it is. Yeah. And, and these sort of things that, unlike the stuff we grew up with in the medicine cabinet, it could be dangerous or even deadly. Stuff we're talking about is not going to harm them at all. How beautiful is that? Now, it says, Heather, you've gone through the flower essence certification specialty. That one, That's- I never grew up with flower essences. That oh. was like wild stuff. That's one of our favorites. Our kids, mm-hmm. we keep them next to our bed, next to their bed, in the kitchen. I mean, in the car, in my pocketbook, they're everywhere. Um, they're in my water right now. So, yes, it's wonderful because it's all about that frequency and that energy that it, it's doing what the body, that the body is actually doing it in, in combination with that. It's not where it's suppressing it or doing mm-hmm. it for us. It's what God gave us. And it's beautiful. And so you don't have to have that fear. And the funny thing is, you know, uh, there are people who, you know, because it is an abstract idea, they're a little bit concerned to try it. But once they do, it's just phenomenal. And I found that in my practice, when I first started practicing, I was very like on the physical side of things, the body side of things, because that's how I originally was taught, you know, in Mm -hmm. previous education. And I found that I was coming up with roadblocks. And once we addressed emotions and started doing the, you know, flower essences and it just healing, just breakthroughs, just absolute breakthroughs. It's just awesome. Oh, man. And and Kevin, on the practical side, you know, I was like, I'm not going to say this is a guy thing, but (laughs) it is. It's like when you're talking about running a business and there are plenty of women that are way better at it than me. So I'm not being sexist here. I'm just acknowledging certain roles sometimes in the family. Uh, there's a program at Trinity Wellness Business Essentials. I've, yes. And I've interviewed on that before. Has that, Have you gone through that? And, and if so, has it helped you in, in your holistic kind of practice and business that you have? Yeah. So I just got finished the course. I think I finished up in October, this, this past October. Um, it has definitely helped us with our business. It's given me direction. Um, it kind of helped me set up things that I didn't really think about, like maybe team members or maybe chiropractic doctors to work with. Um, It offers a a lot of different options depending on where you want to take your business. Um, Sometimes it might not be running your own business. It could be teaming up with an already existing business. 
Um, for me, what I got out of it is how to build uh, my wife's business. She started it in 2018. Mm-hmm. And every year she has grown her business. And every year she keeps putting more into her business. And I think that investment, what I got out of the business class is that investment is super important. Um, Cause if you don't keep putting back into your business, your business won't keep growing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people want to take that money and, and, Oh, look, we made this much and now we can go on vacation. It's, it's not like that for Heather. She does it out of her, her duty to God. Um, and the money is just part of the exchange. It's how someone can get her service. Uh, it's just something that's accepted. Um, we would do it differently if we could, if we didn't mm-hmm. live in a, in a money driven world, we would exchange services and, and we still do exchange services with people that have something else to, to offer. Beautiful. Uh, so yes. we're not, we're not in it. We're not in it to make a million bucks. Um, and we certainly don't want to better our family from the money aspect. We, we better our, our family from everything Heather's what, learned and, and passed on to us. Yeah. Kevin and Heather, when you provide something of value, people are willing to exchange things of value. And that might be different than federal reserve notes. Like you said, right. uh, working back in an economy that is more honoring of where people have, uh, you know, excellence in certain areas of their lives that they can contribute and we need to get back to that human exchange, I believe. And if it's not that, too. then look to gold backs, you know, as a, as a means of actually, you know, the first time you pay somebody or receive money in gold, you have made a, 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 an exchange that is so uplifting as opposed to showing evidence of debt. Here's all this paper yeah. that we're gathering, right? You're like, uh, okay, I can share, I can sell, I, let me sell, buy something now before I can't, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's always about lack. And I think abundance in terms of health as well. And this is a growth arena, you know? more people than ever are recognizing they need what you guys are offering. And if you haven't considered Trinity school, when you come out of it, you can actually do things and survive because people will be willing to support you in your efforts to help them. It's like, what an uplifting thing to do. Trinity is amazing. (laughs) We do. We have, we have pretty big goals for her business. We, we want a big center and we want, we want to add on team members. We already have them kind of in the queue. We're paying for them to go to Trinity uh, yeah, so they can the businesses, the businesses, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the businesses we just always paying. put it back in and yep. you know what Trinity has given us to do. We're trying to give back to other nice. people. And so, yeah, we have a, a couple of people who are actually in the Trinity programs right now. Oh, that's so awesome. What about the uh, Trinity Health Freedom Expo? We got the virtual one coming up. Do you recommend it? Absolutely. It yes. was awesome. We're, we're going to go through and watch. We were there in, in person. Um, that's actually where I met you in person. That's right. I don't know if you remember that, but <laughs> yeah, we were I outside. I've seen you on screen. I'm like, oh, yeah. All right. Yep. Yep. And uh, so it was, a, it was a great experience. Got to meet a lot of nice people. But uh, I'm excited to see those conferences that we missed because they went on the same time we picked a oh, different yeah. one. I say, even if you were there, you couldn't see everything. So the virtual expo is great because you have three oh, yeah. months to download everything. We're going yeah. to do some live events that weekend as well, including another health freedom panel discussion uh, with Jonathan Emord and others. So, uh, my gosh, join us on the 17th and 18th of February there. And uh, if you haven't figured out how to sign up to Trinity School, trinityschool.org, um, there's a lot going on in the last year. Uh, 1,300 new students. Talk about the growth. Of, this is amazing. I'm so excited every time I hear about this. And almost 100 new students have joined in January, have started programs already. Great start to the new year. They have Spanish programs we've, we've spotlighted yep. recently. So the Hispanic community has now served in holistic uh, uh, healing, body, mind, spirit stuff that we talk about. 
Um, I think the next one for the Spanish uh, speaking certified health coach is February 5th. So coming up in the, in the new month coming up and that's going to be great. And then we have uh, the Trinity live we mentioned uh, as well as the Trinity health freedom expo. And um, I've been hearing about uh, this one coming up this year already. I was like, I know it's not till October typically, but, or it might be even September this year. I don't know. We're going to talk about that soon as we go. Uh, but please join us at the virtual expo 17th, 18th of February, only 35 bucks give you three months of access. If you go to trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com, you can get plugged into the, all of this and more. So uh, I'm just excited connecting with you more here as living examples for what's possible. In addition to people in your area, which sounds like you're you're not in Philadelphia, you're in a rural area just north of Virginia, right? So you're pulling from a different population. It's not like you're in a heavy city and yet you're, you're thriving. People are realizing they need what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, You know, it goes back to you don't know what you don't know. And so we just need people like you and like us and like, you know, everyone fighting for natural health and just sharing it because we're just completely bombarded by information from the allopathic side on TV and on our phone, on billboards and books, Mm -hmm. read TV shows, everything drives to that. Not a lot of it is, you know, naturally based. And so we have to take the responsibility to share that. Mm hmm. Well, Heather and Kevin, you guys are awesome. And once again, you're linked up as well as Trinity is, but your website I see here is the Remarkably, and so I say it, Remarkable You Wellness, Y-O-U, RemarkableYouWellness.com. And uh, those of you want to take a take a ride up there, you're just over the border from Virginia. So I, I imagine, you know, people might even come up and see you from there. Uh, you guys are doing amazing work. I think it'd be yep. exciting to, to connect with you further. Thank you so yes. much. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking with you today. Yes, and shout out for Trinity School of Natural Health for bringing us and extending our family here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. I appreciate you guys so much. And say hi to your kids. Thank uh, you. Sounds like they're going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys, that's Heather and Kevin uh, doing great, great work. Again, this is the kind of stuff you don't hear about normally in the news as they talk about all the bad stuff going on. There's a lot of great stuff going on. People on the ground in communities providing options services that actually uplift and bring about healing and they're not treating disease. They understand the relationship between body, mind, and spirit diet. We talked about that plant-based or otherwise going clean. How cool is that? And we did a little bit of homeopathy today as well on the air. Now, as we're wrapping up, I've got questions of the day coming in. One's mentioning our dearly, uh, dear long lost friend, Dr. Batar, whose birthday uh, would be right about now. And uh, we're going to talk about some uh, seizures in children. Uh, we got a question of the day on Cardio Miracle. And uh, if you want to tune in for the bonus round, if you're watching on brighteon.tv right now, come on over to robertscatbell.com. Uh, sign up for the email uh, newsletter. It's free. And we don't sell your information or anything. And get plugged in. And say thanks to the Health Ranger, Mike Adams, as well, for putting on brighteon.tv and support the Health Ranger store. But we're at, uh, if you text RSB to double six eight double six. 66866, uh, you'll get prompted to enter your email address and you'll be plugged in. Also, our next Patreon AMA, for those of you who want to support us on Patreon each month, uh, we are doing a Zoom AMA where you can ask me anything. You can ask Super Don anything. The community has come together to help one another. And so it's really an opportunity to get far beyond what you invest in, plus a lot of gifts from our sponsors that I get to give you uh, during those Zoom AMAs. The next one's coming up in two days, the 24th of January, Wednesday, after the show, 7 p.m., Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Once again, shout out to Trinity School of Natural Health. Thank you to Nutritional Frontiers, Folium PX, and 
all y'all supporting this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty, where I simply remind you, it's the God's honest truth, the power to heal is yours. All right, bonus round commences now. Boy, there's a lot we did in that hour. Good Lord, in both hours, in fact. It was kind of a busy today, wasn't it? It was a busy Monday. Fast pace. Was, I didn't know how we'd make it here before the show. We, I was both. I, I think both of us were a little like, "What day is it? Where are we?" Yeah, I kind of caught my second win there, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's been <clears throat> felt like a Monday. It, it yeah, it, a stereotypical Monday, right? But we got through it, and I think the show was terrific. Great information, great guests, and you guys, please share the show uh, and. You know, the good news out there. There's a lot of good news to be had is the point here on the Robert Scabell Show. I like to remind you and me of that. Uh, I'd rather spend time on that than on the, uh, the other stuff. It's not so not so great. I was just looking at a, a, a 10th Amendment Center, you know, sends out their um, newsletter as well. And I'm, you know, I've encouraged everybody to support Michael Bolden, who was on last Friday, the 10th Amendment Center. And they have uh, the latest email going back on a lot of the nullification movements in each state legislature. A lot of them are back in session in January of uh, the new year. And uh, there was one here. I'm just looking at uh, just noticing Utah passing through the Senate Constitutional Sovereignty Act. And it says it would create a process to end state and local enforcement of some federal actions in the state, set the stage to stop them in practice and effect. And, uh, you know, again, these are things that people are waking up and realizing that it isn't only about voting for president that the states have a lot of power and the people of the states have a lot of power to push back on things that are done in not in alignment with the constitution at the federal level. And so uh, as much as, you know, I want to see, for instance, Jonathan Ebor becoming a United States Senator from Virginia. I no doubt, you know, where I am on that. And I hope you all are there too, but we know that's not the only thing to do. There's a lot you can do at the state and local level. It's the point. Let's see. Missouri Senate committee passes a bill that would treat gold and silver as legal tender. There you go little bit more remedy than relying solely on the Federal Reserve note as it tanks. Uh, let's see. I mentioned, I think I mentioned this. I don't know if the governor is going to sign it or if it's veto proof. Um, Wisconsin passes a bill to prohibit credit card codes that track firearms pur- purchases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi bill would take steps against a central bank digital currency. Uh, Colorado bill would require a criminal conviction before asset forfeiture. That's another thing the government does. It will take all your stuff and then you can't even defend yourself. Uh, let's see. West Virginia bill would prohibit state enforcement of federal gun control, past, present, and future. Again, that belongs in the states, not with the feds. And so there's a lot of great, great things that are going on as a point. And so y'all look out for those things and share them with your neighbors, your friends, your family, et cetera. Uh, let's see what else is going on. I know we got questions of the day that I'm going to get to momentarily as well. Just want to check in super D if there's any, uh, rumble rumblings. <laughs> I don't get to see the rumble stuff. So. Um, just one. Mayor Gabriel uh, was chiming in about how she really enjoys when Kate Birch is on because she's a wealth of knowledge. Yes, she is. Uh, she's terrific. She's a she's another homeopathic hero, really, uh, doing extraordinary work and dedicating her life and and mission and, and and investigation into moving it forward. And I appreciate that. I can't do it all. I'm just doing my little part. Uh, but I appreciate those folks that are doing as much as they can to bring about the healing that we all need. And it goes through, you know, energy and metabolic medicine and homeopathy is a big part of that. So it's a, it's again, a maturation back to natural health. And I know people can define it in various different ways, but as you hear it here and you experience it, uh, you might define it differently as you, as you try it. So, all right. What else? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you want to do questions or you got anything else? No, let's see here. Yeah, it's kind of quiet today. It's a Monday. Monday, Monday. <laughs> well, it gets busy in the podcast later, that's for sure. As more people listen then than live, and we appreciate all of y'all that join us live. It's kind of cool to be able to interact with you live. But even better, if you become a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show, you can interact via Zoom where I can see you. You can see me and Super Don, and we uh, talk about anything on your mind. And that's just a lot of fun. We do give great giveaways and things. So please consider joining us. And that's going to be Wednesday, the 24th of January, coming up in just a couple of days. By the way, happy birthday to Jacqueline, Jacqueline Baratero, Paul's lovely wife. I, I won't say her age unless that's for her to say, but it's her birthday today. <laughs> happy birthday. Yes, he may not appreciate that. <laughs> you never know. Some some women are like, I'm proud of my age. Others are like, don't tell anybody. So I don't know. I don't want to jump over anybody on that regard. So, all right. Questions of the day. By the way, did you watch the uh, the fitness one we did? The Peak Fitness, Elite Fitness? I did uh, not. Party? No, I was unable to watch that. You were busy. We talked about it. And your wife. You did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you know to share the, the the things that happen when you know, for instance, on the Cardio Miracle, what happens? It's oh, like, yeah. dude, those stories you can't make those up. They're so amazing. So, and one just and one, you know, just a couple of stories out of many. Mm -hmm. you know, the more people that you talk to, that um, you know, that are using it, uh, it's just, some people are. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, they they credit it with the the reason why they're alive, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, when, when you can yeah. do something like that, that's pretty impressive. Very much so. Yeah. So, well, I, I credit it for a lot of things in my fitness regime for sure to be able to do things that I've like, dude, I was sort of dreading the challenge of the week max out today. Were you? I was thinking about it. Cause I, I know I've been through these a number of times and, and I've won for the entire gym a number of times too. And as I said, uh, you know, I was talking about this in the fitness thing we did, the Cardio Miracle one. And I think you sent out a, a, a follow-up for those that didn't catch it live. You can, you know, catch it later. Yes. But despite what Super Don thinks, I don't do it to brag about my <laughs> prowess. It was really still an amazement thing. Every time I achieve this, I'm like, dude, this is crazy cool to be where I was and to see where I am today at this age, to know that what is possible is far greater than maybe what doctors will tell you, for instance. So for me, I, I, I may annoy some of you, but my intent is not to do that. My intent is to inspire you to go, man, I can do better. You can do better. We can all do better. And uh, the Cardio Miracle plays a huge role for me there. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. So. I'm now putting it in smoothies. Are you? I am. Awesome. Although I'm not sure, you know, I got to tell you, uh, mm -hmm. I, I picked up one a, a new blender. Oh, that's right. You got like the the Volkswagen Beetle the Ninja, blender, yeah, right? yeah, brand, and mm -hmm. um, I've been putting like been experimenting because you know I'm using the the organic coconut milk as the base, mm -hmm. uh, and I started off with like I felt the filler like halfway full with organic like an organic like uh, berry blend, right. Mm -hmm. And then put the card, scoop of the car miracle in there and blend it up. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Holy moly, was it sweet. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. I was just like. Yeah, it doesn't need to be. So today yeah. I put like a, you know, like a, a quarter, a half of that, like a quarter of it. It was like, and even then it was like really sweet. I'm like, mm -hmm. 
I don't know. Maybe you don't need to do that. You know, maybe I just put the coconut milk in the, and the, the cardio miracle. That may be it because it, it's almost overpowering. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have experienced this. I don't know, but well, yeah, you, you can certainly make them with far less things. That's sweet. And I talked about that a little bit, the uh, organic monk fruit, and a little bit of stevia in the cardio miracle, because some of the ingredients, all, you know, clean organic ingredients are not flavorful at all. And nobody would take it. Nobody would drink it. So it's, right. it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a, uh, you got to figure out how to make that palatable for, you know, the typical Westerner, so to speak, but it's clean. The formula mm-hmm. is very clean. It's just That's too much. You really don't need the fruit. But I wanted mm-hmm. to put something extra in it, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna have well, to. you mix some some vegetables in there, you know, if you're certain things, greens and things that are not necessarily so sweet, can take it or a bitter. If you add like dandelion leaves and other things, um, you can kind of counteract that, you know, you had the bittersweet combo and it's a little bit more balanced, so to speak. Lawn clippings. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Lawn clippings. Yeah. Do you like that? I eat plant-based. My <laughs> my cows eat grass, right? Yeah. So, I don't know if I'd throw a dandelion in there, but <clears throat> okay. I know that it's it's good for you. And uh, it is. I just, I don't know. <clears throat> raw, raw hemp leaves. Yeah. Technically, you can, you you can, can grow them where you are. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, you can. Mm-hmm. You can. I'd rather grow vegetables. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I know you've been trying to talk me into doing that. You want me to, but I, I want one picture of a hemp plant growing yeah. in Superdome's backyard. That's I'll, all. And I'll take a picture of it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Somebody will steal it probably thinking they can smoke it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's get to the questions. So we got two questions of the day. Okay. Uh, this one is from Rick. Okay. Let's see. Very long time listener uh, here. I'm still so sad over Dr. Batar's passing last year. We all are still. He's a great loss to us. There was a question on your August 31st, 2021 show about seizures. Wow, that's going back a few years, right? We are almost in an identical situation with our 19-year-old son with autism. Seizures started out of the blue in December 2019. Now we have an eleptologist, meds, three EEGs now, and we're very recent doing a sleep study. Two things. All right, one, may I have your response to Nancy's question if possible? Uh, is there a question when he's saying, Nancy's well, he's question? saying there was a question on your August 31st, 2021 show about seizures. I'm but guessing I don't remember that's... other than I could do general generalities about it. I don't remember the specific question. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, I suppose Rick, if you wanted to go back, <clears throat> probably the, the easiest thing to do would be go to our SoundCloud mm-hmm. or our uh, podcast audio yeah. podcast and and go back to August thirty first, twenty twenty one, to get that because it's not something that we we have at our fingertips um, from that long ago, especially. Yeah. So that's probably where you would have to go to get that that response. But with that said, seizures. Yeah. Well, I've talked about uh, seizures. <clears throat> excuse me. Primarily being a gastrointestinal phenomenon the gut-brain connection outside of uh, direct head injury, which, you know, can manifest as seizures, of course. But the vast majority of seizure activity, electrical activity, corruption is due to the gut microbiome imbalance, and that can be brought about by vaccines, yes. Antibiotics, yes. Glyphosate, anything that disrupts the microbiome biodiversity. 
And so my, you know, primary goal, again, outside of head injury, if it's a, a real concussion situation, both Arnica and Natrum Sulfuricum should be uh, considered. And there are many other things to consider, CBD, various essential fats, so omega-3s, et cetera. Um, the, the minerals that are needed like copper and silica for neurological and brain health, uh, even as we've mentioned, cholesterol being a fat, a saturated fat is critically uh, important for the health of the brain and the nervous system and all cells. In fact, the uh, gut is the focal point. So uh, dealing with your son at 19 with autism and and um, seizures, and I don't know what happened on August. Uh, let's see when it was. Uh, we are December of 2019. Other than there was some kind of biotoxin spread just prior to the initiation of the COVID crazy years we're about to enter. And so there were some, uh, you know, other things related to uh, electromagnetic frequencies, you know, the building of more of the so-called 5G towers, millimeter wave technology, et cetera, if it's close quarter uh, connections to that. Uh, there's a lot of vectors to consider. And, I, I, you know, give me more information and maybe we can hone it down. But suffice it to say, even if you just hone in on the gut, and do something like the Silver Aloe Gut Recovery Protocol, which is in the un, the book Unlock the Power to Heal, or available for free download at robertscottbell.com. Uh, that would be a tremendous star, starting point. Uh, healing, cleansing the dysbiosis, healing the lining of the gut, reducing the inflammation to the gut lining, and replenishing the microbiome biodiversity. Because as you heal the home for the microbiome, it's easier to replenish without you know with without the, you know, moving right on through and nothing sticks or the alteration of the microbes that are there and they express new DNA to all, you know, to survive in a hostile environment. We want, we want to make it hostile for the, the things that are considered pathogenic, but the reality is by restoring integrity of the home for the microbiome, the microbiome can be replenished and then the gut brain uh, connection is reestablished. And, you know, other things in terms of mercury toxicity, aluminum toxicity, these are very real. So increasing selenium levels, increasing silicon levels, all of this, you know, is going to go a long way in correcting that. Now, there are some homeopathic remedies I've addressed and hit as adjuncts to the uh, the silver aloe gut recovery protocol. Um, there's some homeoprophylaxis stuff we talked about with Kate Birch. Maybe you consider looking into some of her books. We, we discussed some of that today. Or plugging into the San Antonio event that Tracy Slepsevic is putting on the Autism Health Summit. And that's February 2nd and 3rd in San Antonio. And I understand that you can actually purchase a streaming pass. So if you're not there, you can watch it. I'll be presenting on, on other remedies to address uh, autism manifestations as well. So I'll start there and, and you guys, please email or respond or, or put another question in again. And I will... Uh, uh, endeavor to answer more specifically. The second part of that question was just, what were they asking for? I, I didn't see it. I was so focused on the first part of that. Here That's we go. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. There we go. Uh, is it possible to have a consultation for a situation with seizures and autism? Rick. All right, Rick, if you can submit your phone number, uh, when you, the way you submitted this, I, I'll call you and just to see if I can help. Otherwise consider if you can joining our Patreon support, as little as five bucks a month and you have access, you know, once a month to, and we, there's a lot of Q and a that happens in a couple hours and, and we could talk more. And there's a whole community of people that are helping one another. It's not just me and super D it's amazing what you will learn and what you'll have access to Rick. So consider that as another option as well. You know, I see seizures and I immediately, immediately go, you know, my brain goes to, uh, cannabis. Mm-hmm. I know that's specific. Oh, yeah. Well, that's part of the gut recovery that yeah. the cannabinoids the support, you know. Ep epileptic seizures for, you know, we know 
Uh, yeah, for sure, see what form it works for you. I mean, I, yeah. I still love the stuff from Nutritional Frontiers. They have the CBDNF.com website, which is the Certified Organic U.S. Grown Hemp CBD. Very clean uh, and full-spectrum hemp, so you can try that. Um, use the code RSB15. Remember the discount you get so you can save a little bit on every investment in your health and the health of your son. All right. <clears throat> Round two. Got more Question questions? of the day. Let me get okay. to that one. This is a two-parter, actually. We've got a question and an answer. Okay, so this is from, who wrote this, Lori? This is from Lori. <laughs> we don't know which Lori, but um, there's, a, there's a few Lori's we have that are spelled the same way. Yep. But she's ta started taking Cardio Miracle, one individual packet each day in the late afternoon, about an hour before supper. Since I've started drinking it, I have severe diarrhea for hours afterwards. Is this normal? Why is this happening? What can be done to mitigate the digestive issues? Thank you, Lori. Well, uh, Lori, before I give you the answer that I think John sent, John Hewlett sent in, uh, I will say that, you know, in the previous formula, uh, when they had the, I forget what it was, they changed. Now they went to the erythritol. erythritol, right? My wife was very sensitive to that. Some people are. If you have the new formula and you're still having some level of sensitivity, what I would say is, maybe take it first thing in the morning to try. So you have a, you know, an opening day of the day interaction with it, but take less than a full amount. Um, not everybody needs the full amount, in fact, and find out what might be a, a, a triggering level or a coincidental event or not, you know, whether it's the afternoon is the wrong time for your body to interact with it. Uh, it's quite different for every one of us. It's very rare to have an experience like that, but anytime you put really good things in the system, the body can start going on a cleanse. That's a possibility as well. Now, let me read John's answer here uh, that you had sent. Sorry to hear that. He says, sometimes the introduction of significant ingredients can have a cleansing effect on the intestinal tract. I would suggest you take it with a carbohydrate, like a slice of toast or a piece of fruit, a banana, avocado, perhaps blended into a smoothie if you prefer. If there are other details about your health journey or history that might be helpful. Um, let's see. Uh, having it with some other food may solve the issue. Best wishes, John Hewlett. Um, so, yeah, that's another consideration as well. But sometimes there are people like I've you know, done with my homeopathic training and working with folks over the years, a remedy at a certain potency, at a certain dosage influx uh, may do little or nothing for somebody, and another person will set them into a healing crisis. So there's a unique bioindividuality to this, although across the board, more often than not, it's just a phenomenal interaction. But there are acknowledged differences in each of us and some of us can be more sensitive to other things some don't. so i don't have a definitive answer nor does john but I, I like some of the suggestions that he threw out there but i would say start with a lot less and see what level is workable for you based on you know moving forward and let us know Lori. get back to us on how it goes all right that's what i got to say about that that's all and that's all i had to say about that as uh forrest gump would say yeah. Um, while you were doing that, I went and found the episode from August 31st, 2021. Yeah. On SoundCloud. Wow. So uh, was, was it Rick? I think so. Rick. Yeah. Rick. So I'll, I'll uh, email him back with the link to that. It'll save you a little time from having to try and dig for it. Dude, we got a lot of episodes on SoundCloud. <laughs> We've been doing this for a while. Yeah. I still wish we could get the ones we lost on YouTube. Yeah, I know. It's all right. Sometimes you just got to quit living in the past, you know? Yeah, right. I know. Here's Moving on. Wise man you are. I know. Talk music? 
Music? Yeah. What about music? Well, I saw that uh, my favorite guitar player on the whole planet, Steve Morse, is doing regional tours with his, his band, Steve Morse Band, and the Dixie Dregs. Mm. Now, these are obscure for most people. They may not be into it like I am. But <laughs> uh, Steve Morse has reported over the years because he's like such a virtuoso type of guitar player. He can play any style play fast picking everything like but he's had wrist issues over the years you know it's getting on in years and i i i uh tweeted to him if you will or i don't know i mean x to somebody i just said hey man appreciate your music might want to consider taking the uh sovereign copper i would have him do a tablespoon six times a day for two weeks to get the inflammation down and accelerate regeneration of the ligaments the cartilage the, you know all the things that are associated with that overuse syndrome and then go down to three a day as a maintenance. But uh, who knows if he actually gets his tweets. But anyway, put that out there for any of the, uh, you folks that appreciate music and don't like seeing some of these aging rock stars or musicians not being able to do what they've done in the past. Mm. Uh, and how do you strategize? I don't know if they have access to these things. I think they would. But anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there. All right. Yeah. Well, I did see something about music actually today, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Turns out Billy Joel's coming out with new music after 31 years. No, he's not. That's what it says. That's Coming a, February 1st. Yeah. It'll be the first uh, new Turn music. Turn the lights back on. It's coming February 1st. It's the first time Billy has ever collaborated with other songwriters. Oh. Yeah, because I remember reading about him. He was like, just, he hated writing music. It just wasn't coming to him anymore. Right. So maybe oh. I guess collaborating. That's the thing. Apparently, apparently something's changed. So okay. that'll be kind of cool. I'm yeah. a big fan of Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. Very talented man, yes. Yeah? What's your favorite Billy Joel song? Oh, good Lord. He's got a lot. <laughs> I don't, good Lord, I don't know that one. No? I'm not familiar with that one. I uh, mean, look, going back to the 70s, you know, that was in his heyday. Um, you know, Only the Good Die Young, that was a great rock yeah. song. Um, man, I don't know how to, how to nail one, you know? He had, he had a lot. Yeah. You know, uh, just the way you are was uh, my wife and my uh, yeah. song. Yeah, it was wedding. a great song in the seventies. I yeah. remember as a kid, basically listening to those Billy Joel songs, and of course, the Piano Man's a classic. It's still rock and roll. That was a good one, roll, right? Yeah. Yeah. When they when he came out with his doo-wop album um, mm -hmm. for the longest time, yeah, remember? that was a good one. He has a lot. I mean, really, had a lot, a lot of songs. So <laughs> it'll be good to good to hear from him again. I think, anyway. Yeah. Why not? I'm digging it. Make some good music. All right. Um, well, I don't see any uh, any response. I think we're just talking to each other. Okay. Well, we don't have to hang around, but I'm glad we got <laughs> to cover those questions. No Billy Joel well, fans. No Steve Morse fans. What are you going to do? Nah, carry on nobody's, nobody's compelled to. Uh, well, let's look at the uh, uh, lineup this week when we, before we wrap up here. Uh, we have Dr. Jason Dean back. Our buddy J Jason Dean's back, and uh, he's letting loose on uh, some really serious topics. And then we have uh, Rob Jenkins in hour two uh, coming up. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Dr. Wednesday, Ari Dr. Raw. Ari Ra coming up. See, uh, uh, yeah, he was overweight, low energy, uh, all this stuff. Found a way through Ayurveda. Uh, to to uh, recover. All right, Ayurvedic medicine, Oriental medicine. So we'll have some good. good we don't discussion. talk about that a lot, do we? No, no, that's not my area of expertise. I mean, I appreciate and use some of it, but oh I mean, look, 
Yeah. What? The end of that day, we have our AMA. Yes, Wednesday the 24th. We're going to be giving away some stuff. Yes, right. Let's see. Dr. Mary Kelly Sutton and Dr. Shibra Jamil on Thursday after Jonathan E. Mord. Uh, Mary Kelly Sutton is an MD. What are we talking about? Reclaimingmed.org. All right. That could be an interesting discussion for sure. And then Friday is going to be an encore at this point because um, my daughter and I are going to be flying out to visit with mom and birthday her birthday time. weekend. Yeah. Right. And then Monday, the plan, remember, is to do the show early mm -hmm. on Monday the 29th on mom's birthday from her studio, her home studio. So we might be a little bit earlier in the day on Monday the 29th before having to fly back out again. So that's a little bit of an update. Oh, looks like Ann Archer, our friend Ann, my dear friend Ann, coming back on the show on Tuesday the 30th. She was just on Coast to Coast AM last night. Do you know that? Hang out here for a second. I got somebody just showed up here. I got to go get the door. Okay, I'll just, just okay. you'll leave me on. I'll handle just, it. Just riff. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, so those of you who know Ann Archer, uh, and, you know, we've talked about her book, Inner Guidance, and so many of her stories of overcoming great obstacles, even being alive, being, being saved by dolphins from sharks off the coast of uh, South Carolina years ago. The, the elephant story, which is one of Super Don's favorite stories, all of that. Uh, but she wants to talk more about vibrational and energy medicine, uh, celebrating, I think, now four years since her husband, Alden. Again, they're like, like dear fam they're family to me uh, and how he overcame a cancer. Uh, through the use of homeopathy and other energy forms of medicines. And uh, that's, uh, it's a, we've talked a little bit about it. I think on one of our Sunday conversations, we hit it. So uh, she's going to come back on next uh, Tuesday, it looks like. And let me see who else is, is coming on here. Kim Alexis. Kim Alexis next Tuesday. Is that the supermodel Kim Alexis? I'll have to ask that about Super Don or Kevin. As far as that goes. And then we're getting close to the end of the month. And then uh, the February 1st and 2nd, be technically 2nd and 3rd for the conference, but uh, we're going to be in San Antonio, San Antonio, Texas, for that amazing autism health uh, symposium. And that's in the upcoming events tab at robertscatbell.com, robertscatbell.com. And let's see what else. You guys, I can't see any. Let me see if I can see any comments, if there are any. Oh, hey, mom. Hi, Mom. We'll give you a call after. Check out where we're doing the party on Sunday, the 28th, uh, and how, how fun that's going to be. We're looking forward to that. And let me see if there's anything else going on. I don't think I'm seeing the Facebook stuff going on. Like, let me go into Facebook and see if there's anything else there before we wrap it up here. I don't have control of the vertical or horizontal, so hopefully it's, it's an okay visit that Super Don has. Surprise. And I didn't hear the dogs barking as well. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Like, hope they didn't put, put the dogs quiet down, like feed them the, uh, you know, when you're in a movie and you feed the dog the meat laced with something that puts them to sleep. Hope that didn't happen. Oh, that's a horrible thing to say. I know. Uh, but uh, usually I'm used to hearing the dogs go bonkers when somebody's coming to visit Super Don's house. So let's see. We got reminders on the Trinity Health Freedom Expo uh, virtual, trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com. And we'll be doing some live and, and new. Um, presentations, including the health freedom panel with Jonathan E. Mord. I think Diane Miller from National Health Freedom Coalition and National Health Freedom Action will join us as well for that. And let's see, anything else? 
Oh, I might as well mention this, you know, for those of you that do lectures on demand or interested in it, I did that clinical homeopathy 101 plus starting point uh, a couple of years back. But those of you who are new for the Robert Scott Bell show, you didn't know about it, you can download it. It's not that expensive and, and get started a little bit more explanation of how I combine certain remedies for uh, dealing with the terrain of the body, the elimination system, the assimilation system, and the management of immune response related to free radicals and inflammation ongoing. So counteracting the degenerative uh, diseases of today that happen even in childhood, because I experienced them. Uh, so I know all too well about those things and they're not, they're not all that fun. Uh, so let's see anything else here or wrap it up. Associations between mercury and allergies. I, I, just, I didn't go into that in great detail because I wanted to bring a Kate Birch up for the bulk of the hour in the first hour of the show. But it's one of those things that's so easy to overlook, unfortunately, it shouldn't be. That is, minuscule amounts of mercury in the body can have devastating consequences depending on your strengths and weaknesses. And this is why there are people that have mercury amalgams, right? The dental fillings that are still made of mercury. They call them silver fillings. And some of these people can end up in, in wheelchairs or having MS, and, young, and they get them pulled out and suddenly they're walking again. So you never know. Some it's not as overt like that, but when dealing with mercury, you can't overlook that presence as a, a primary culprit. And this is, you know, an honoring Dr. Batar not being here. That was his, you know, big focus for all of his years to help recover his son. And then so many other children with uh, the autism spectrum that were damaged by heavy metals like mercury. All right, Super D, is everything okay? Um, yeah, I got, it, it's, uh, sorry now about I that. I hear the dogs. I yes. was worried there were no dog sounds. Sorry. Well, that's because I turned the microphone down, but, oh. uh, I, you want me to tell you a story here? Totally. Uh, yeah. So like, I don't know, a few weeks ago, we got this letter in the mail uh -huh. from the sheriff's department. Oh no. And I'm like, what? I wonder what this is about. And You're cutting your lawn. Somebody had complained to the sheriff's department because, they were claiming that we had a dog that does nothing but bark and is disruptive and and uh, causing problem, you know, uh, uh, you know, noise complaint. Or that was, by the way, that was me calling the sheriff because every time something happened, yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah, I was that was me. I didn't tell you. I'm sorry. All right, I know where you live. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah. you know, we we're just like, that's not us. You yeah. know, we've got little dogs. They're inside dogs. They don't ever go outside unless they're on a leash to go to the bathroom. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Now there is a, a, a neighbor behind mm -hmm. us. Okay. Directly behind us that has a big dog. Okay. That barks all the time and it's annoying as heck. Yeah. We just, we've just put up with it and it's yeah. been that way for years. So they, uh, they've confused okay. us with the other neighbors. Gotcha. So as, as I'm sitting here talking, right, right yeah. now, you know, it was a few See minutes the sheriff ago, pulling up. sheriff pulls up and then my driveway, I'm like, oh man. So I had to go out there and explain to him that, you know, this yeah. was not, not us, but right. anyway, so sorry about that. Dude, I, I feel for you. This is one of the most miserable things when back in Georgia in the house we were in many, many years ago, we had a neighbor behind us and I am a big fan of rednecks in general. You know, I don't look at it as a derogatory term because they're good people, but sometimes they're, for lack of a better way to say it, white trash. You ever heard that term? I have, of course. Where they don't give a flip about anybody. That's see, that's not what real rednecks like care about their community and their neighbors. They, they, you know, they're protected. But they had a dog like that, and it was mm -hmm. right behind us, and it would bark into the night. I couldn't sleep. I was, oh, I yeah. was like going bonkers. And we, you know, I asked them so many times, they didn't care. 
you finally had to keep calling animal control. And what a pain in the butt to have to go to a third party like that to do that. Right. Like just keep your dog quiet inside. If you can't do it, then it's just not cool. Yeah. These, these people, they just, they leave and they leave the dog in the back. Yeah. And it just bark. Bark, yeah. bark. It's 10, 11 o'clock at night. Bark, no, bark, no, bark. I, I, I It's gotten so it. bad that one of our other neighbors down the street here yeah. got so tired of it. He started yelling at the guy. Yeah. And they got into a big shouting match between each other. And, you right. know, you know, come and die, come, you know, you want to yeah. get into it, you know, whatever. So anyway. But um, it's like the consciousness of someone who doesn't care enough to keep no. their dog quiet at night. And they'll just let it bark. They'll be at home. You know, yeah. And, I, and I, I told my wife, just like, how is it they can sit there? Yeah. I mean, they've got to be able to hear it Yeah, and just not do anything. Oh, I'm sorry about, about that. that yeah. See, that's where, I mean, I love animals, but you, you know, like I'm not saying I hadn't thought about taking a dog and going, uh-uh, you, no. you can't disrupt my sleep. That just crosses the line, but it's the owners, the, the people that, you know, that don't care. So what a right. sorry thing to have to deal with. Sorry about that. Oh, well. It is what it is. I told him and, you know, I mean, he was nice. He said he'd sort it out. So, well, anyway, I, I, yeah, the bad memories you're bringing up for me. You know, I remember going (laughs) through that. I'm like, I had bad thoughts about dogs at that point, you know? Oh, well. Anyway. All right. See what else is we're wrapping up here. Uh, Great Monday show. A lot of fun we had with great guests. I thought it was a really a lot of revelations today too. And homeopathy and homeoprophylaxis with Kate Birch. And uh, gearing up for uh, a lot of more, a lot more good shows. Thanks to y'all for being uh, being here and supporting us and supporting those that support us. Remember to click on any of the banners. Uh, we only put up things we believe in and use. And I uh, hope that you'll uh, you'll partake in those things and get well and stay well and share share the show with others. And then hopefully see you on Wednesday after the show for our next Zoom AMA. We can see one another. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Sounds good to me. So on that note. Yeah. Thank you, folks, for hanging out with us, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. Have a good afternoon. Uh, We'll see you then.